0: We all know this is an emergency. I think uh, I think I don't even know what to do here. I think you know what's going on. There's so much information, misinformation flying at us from everywhere. And we're not sure what's real and what isn't. We're home. You know, I live in a place where they've told us we can't go outside and uh, and the people at the very top of this are are at best swimming as fast as they can, at worst directly lying to us because they don't want to deal with what's to come. <laughs> what if I did the whole show like that? Holy shit, how fucking terrible would that be? <laughs> you know? Uh, look, man, it's, it's serious. We know it's fucking serious. It's bananas and strange and weird and, and, and who know who the fuck knows what's going on. But, uh, I bring that to you because I, I actually, uh, my friend Dave Anthony, uh, he tweeted out Michael Moore's podcast. Now, look, I like Michael Moore. I don't, I don't have anything against the guy. Uh, pets or meat, of course, is a big deal for me. As, as you know, in my life, I've always often thought of myself as a pets or meat guy. What if I did? (laughs) I don't think of myself as that guy at all. Um, I I don't even remember the fucking what was the movie he did? Uh, Roger and Me, that's what it was. I remember Roger and Me. I remember Columbine four one one or whatever the fuck. Uh, and and he's a guy at the forefront of whatever the fuck. And and because he's on my side, I tend to believe him. You know, I, the other side has their grifters that they that, that gin up a lot of controversy and a lot of people being upset. And he does the same thing on my side. Uh. But holy fuck, man, I, you know, uh, Dave told me, he's like, he didn't tell me, he told his fucking audience, don't, I'm, please, it's not like I'm talking to Dave Anthony every day, uh, I don't want to make it seem like I'm, I'm I'm his confidant, I got a bat phone that goes right to Anthony, hold on a second, hey, hello, is there a Surly Jagoff there who hates everything? Uh, I'll hold, <laughs> um, and Surly Jagoff who hates, that could be anybody that I know, quite frankly, not that you think, it could be me, I could have called myself at that point, Um. So he, he tweeted uh, uh, the other day that you know, everybody in the world needs to listen to Michael Moore's podcast. And, and I, again, I trust Dave. Uh, I find myself dovetailing. But I, but here's the thing. I don't. I will tell you this. I believe uh, I, I think I believe a lot of the same things Dave believes. But also, I, I you know, I always say I have no hope or I have this or whatever the fuck. But I um, But it's still strange to me to think that everything's ending. It, isn't it strange to you? Do, don't you still have this weird thing where you're like, well, okay in a week everything's going to be okay or or something's going to happen It's uh, I, I I walk this strange line between Uh, I grew up in a world where we would be hit hard with things and then uh, like five days later or however many days later Things would straighten out and things would be fine Like I I, I genuinely thought 9-11 was going to change the world. I really did like when it happened I was like man, this is this is it Things will never be the same again. As as uh, I remember, even like a couple days or a week after I wrote uh, seven days ago, uh, eighteen men stole four planes, smashing them into the uh, the tallest buildings in New York City, uh, into the Pentagon, and tried to get to the White House. And and things will never be the same again. And that lasted what five months. You know what I mean? It. it, it a lot of people were like jingoistic and like let's fucking do this crazy shit. And then Bush threw out the first pitch of the World Series, and everybody went crazy. And now I still got to take my shoes off at the airport sometimes, except now they found a way to monetize that so I can keep my shoes on because I paid a certain amount for five fucking years. Whatever. I, it just, it, nothing changed, man. The only thing that changed was we allowed them into our, our homes and our devices to spy on us and see us and, and look at us a lot more closely under the guise of protecting us in some way. Um, so I don't know what to make of this that's going on. I truly don't. I, I so anyway, David, David, Dave, David is David, Mexican, uh, David, Mexican, David, <laughs> my buddy, Dave, Max. David is my buddy. He hates being called Dave. See, that's a fucking thing. All right. It's, it's David, but Dave Anthony, he's not David Anthony. Uh, I don't know what the fuck. So, and, and, and by the way, Dave Anthony is not Mex. There's no, you're, you're not, there's nothing Mexican about that dude. Um, so he tweeted, he's like, Hey man, everybody in the world should listen to this Michael Moore podcast. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I, I threw it on and you, and look, boy, that you got to know that, that how much of a fucking chore that is for me. Cause I don't even listen to my fucking show uh, which I think you probably know as you listen to it every week and you're like, he didn't fucking hear that. No, I didn't. It came out of my fucking mouth and I left it. Uh, this, this show's unvarnished. Here's how I like it. That's a nice way of saying I don't do any work on it when it's finished. I fucking build it and I throw it out the fucking door right at you. I just pack it up. I don't know what the fuck. You know what? There could be some coronavirus stuck to the fucking audio on this. I don't know. If it enters through your ears, you can blame me. I don't know how you want to handle that. Can you hear me fighting off yawns while I'm trying to talk? <laughs> what a fucking weirdo. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't listen to fucking shows. I just don't. I mean, I listen to music and I listen to sometimes old timey radio, uh, but I don't listen to podcasts. I just don't. And I don't mean to be mean. To, I haven't listened to my rock solids. I haven't listened to fucking anything that I'm in. In the old days, I did. Dude, in the old days, I would listen to this fucking show. I would do it. And then a week later, like on, I I would record it with Lily on Tuesdays. And on Monday, I would listen to the show at, my, at, at Graveyardville just so I didn't repeat the same shit that I talked about because I had no confidence in my brain. Um, now, I guess I look. Here's the thing. I don't know if I have any more confidence in my brain. I think maybe I've just decided I don't worry about it. If I fucking repeat myself, then you guys will be very kind. (laughs) Maybe that's the thing. He's a doddering old man now. I mean, he doesn't realize that he's talked about this for four weeks in a row. What if I did? Um... So again, I don't, I, so Dave's like, Hey man, listen to this. Everybody in the fucking world needs to listen to this. And it's fucking Michael Moore's podcast. And it's called the rumble rumble podcast. And from the emergency broad podcast system, whatever the fuck pretentious important shit he's got going on. And, uh, and it literally starts out. he's like, "Uh, this is an emergency and I know you know it. And, uh, millions are going to die. And, uh, it's 7 a.m. in New York and I couldn't sleep because I knew I had to do this show. I had to be the one to bring you the, oh my God, shut up. Shut the fuck up. And that's the thing. I'm even doing it with more passion than he did. He's he's literally, it's just this first, the first 10 minutes are just for me. I be mean, not for you. You might love it. But for me, a chore of listening to a guy try to sound important and serious, even though he's probably just being important and serious. Maybe that's the kind of guy he is. Maybe this really does affect him in that way i don't know i'm not caught look i'm not saying he's a phony i'm not saying he was he was putting anything on if anything you're probably thinking i put this on because of the way i talk i mean i i do i talk to this 24 hours a fucking day no but that's the thing here's the difference i know i'm doing a fucking show i want you to listen to a goddamn show michael Moore does his and look we all know the tricks of the trade i'm a broadcaster i know how to use my voice i know how to uh Bring it down here if I want you to listen really intensely to something that I'm going to say. But also, I talk like this half the fucking time. And by half the time, I mean fucking nine-eighths of the time. That's right. I go, I go over. I go crazy over the fraction. I go integer on you guys. Did I? I don't know what integers are. I took math once. Um, but sure enough, fucking Michael Moore, he just... Yeah, uh, 7 o'clock a.m. in New York. I have an interview later today with MSNBC. and Oh, my God, shut up. Yeah, okay. And then he proceeds to tell you that millions are going to die and how we're being lied to and the virus is spreading and it's killing everybody and all these things. And like I said, the first 10 minutes is a slog. The next, you know, 45 minutes, I was very happy I listened to it because I thought there was a lot of very interesting information in it. And it changed for me because I guess maybe I came down to his level and I was like, all right, well, He's going to do this like Christian Slater in a basement somewhere trying to be a pirate radio guy. Good for him. That's fine. I guess that's my beef. And it sounds stupid. If you're putting on a show, because it is a show, essentially, even though podcasting is us just sitting at a fucking desk in our house, it's still a goddamn show. And you want to get people to fucking listen to you. So you got to have a little juice to it. Uh, But his juice was uh, 7 o'clock a.m. If you listen outside, you can hear the germs moving. Germs mobilizing, coming for us. Soon germs will be squeezing in under the small cracks underneath all of your doors. As you sleep, you should wear a mask. Wear a mask, please. Oh my God, shut up. Shut up. There's no way. Uh, but that's what he did. He, it's, he, so for 10 minutes, it's just kind of like, oh my Christ. And then for the next 45, but here's another thing. Like I say, when I talk about how I have issues right now with, with, with the way things are, um, do I believe we're being lied to? Yes. Do I think that they're fucking... I mean, we were lied to for a very long time, and now they're scrambling because they don't know what the fuck to do because they lied to us for so long and it didn't go away. They were doing that thing where... Here's a, uh, How do I put this? This is what carnies do. This is what guys at carnivals do. They'll fucking lie to you because they know they're only in town for three days. Then, like, the fourth day, you come back looking to get your money back or whatever the fuck, or some you know magician who did the linking ring trick or some milk bottle you couldn't knock off because there was a fucking stone in it. And you come back and you're like, hey man, there's I, I'm trying to get your cash back, and it's just a fucking mud puddle. Like there's no fucking elephants or any trailers. The Ferris wheel's gone, and you're not getting your eighteen dollars back. That's it. You got beat, and you got to fucking eat that. And that's uh, that's what these guys are doing, man. They just lied about the bullshit. You know, for fucking months, this the the these idiots are like, oh yeah, no, it's a hoax. That's nah, Democrats. You know, I I'd, unfortunately I'm not going to get into it, but somebody I know on, on uh, fucking. Facebook kept calling it impeachment with germs like that's what I'm just like Jesus fuck do you not see that in Italy there's there's the military is driving coffins out under the darkness of night under the cover of night so people don't freak out and how many people are dying over there but then you'll there's always some pivot everybody at the goalposts all of these goalposts are on fucking wheels on both sides you know what I mean that's the deal it's just it's just I talked about this last week and look, I know you're probably like, well, Mike, why are you talking about it this week? Well, I don't know. Isn't it not the dominant fucking theme of the world right now? I mean, that's the thing. It's not even like my life because this shows about my life. All right. Essentially my life. And uh, and I thought to myself, I'm like, well, you know, people don't want to hear about this shit because they're hearing about it all over the goddamn place. I'm trying to be a distraction. I'm trying to be that guy. But at the same time, this is this has taken us over. This is right now. I would say that this is the dominant story of my lifetime. If if it becomes what they think it's going to become, then this is, and by it could be the dominant story of my death time. Who the fuck knows? I'm 52 and fat. I could fucking suck this in and go ahead and choke out right during this fucking broadcast. Who the fuck knows, man? My lungs could fill up with fucking mucus and whatever the fuck else, and I could choke myself out right here. The last thing I'll do is I'll press send, although that's not how this works. I got to fucking put it in a goddamn server. See? It's what these communists want me to do. They want to use a fucking web host or whatever the fuck. I should be able to just t- hit this and just fucking push a button and then you guys get it. I have to drink some water. Oh, man. I and I'm drinking tap water because there's no fucking bottled water anymore because there's nothing. Because I go to the fucking store and it just, it's still like, I'll tell you about that in a second. But anyway, so David Anthony's like fucking Michael Moore. Listen to this. And here's the thing. Like I said, I, I respect Michael Moore. I think he has... He's a bit of a carnival barker, but at the same time, I think he has good information. I think his heart's in the right place. Because again, I believe in him and his causes. You, if you're somebody who's, who who supports the administration or somebody else, you're like, Michael Moore's a fat fuck and he lies about rabbits or whatever the fuck. And you're like, all right, cool. I I'm not gonna sit here and try to convince you that Michael Moore's a fucking genius or that you should believe everything he fucking says, but at the same time, I listened to his show in the last 45 minutes of it where I found very enlightening and I felt like I could believe what he was saying, except for these things. There's another thing. He comes at you with this. He tells some story, and again, I could be I could be fucking chili dipping this and I apologize, but it was something like, he was saying that he gets calls from people, he knows people in the administration, like people are actually working on the inside, and he said these people have called him and told him that there's been discussion of removing Trump, like possibly even arresting him for what's going on, but right now that they think it would, the, the country's too destabilized or something, I, I don't know, I didn't listen very closely, but it was something like that, <laughs> where they, he was... He was basically saying that he had sources who were in in the know, who were behind the scenes, who were telling him that they're all discussing what to do and whether how to get Trump out of there and and whatever. I don't I don't. That's the thing is, I don't fucking believe that as far as I can fucking throw it. You know what I mean? It just doesn't because I, I firmly believe that everybody that surrounds this motherfucker has formed this ridiculous insular cocoon of, oh, my God, your dick so big and you're the best that, 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 that that's why we're in this fucking mess. He's acted like a fuckhead forever, and everybody's just like, oh, you're so smart. You know what I mean? It's just like, whatever. And again, I, uh, Michael Moore is not your fucking, he's not the troubadour you want to fucking trust in. I get it. He's got a fucking army jacket on. He's got a big fucking baseball hat on, big fat head, giant, gu- uh, you know, horn rim glasses or the fucker, or, or tortoise shell, whatever. Maybe he's not your guy. Maybe you think he's duplicitous and a liar. And, and again, don't send me some email where you're like, well, Michael Moore lied about this, and this happened too, and I, I don't give a fuck. All right? Everybody, uh, That's the because that's the point. I don't know what the fuck to do here, man. I don't I don't know. I, I don't want to believe this fucking guy or this fucking guy. And we all have inherent biases. Everybody believes what the fuck they believe. They all get the same thing fucking in in their head. And they're looking for the person to be their their confirmation bias person. If If you believe this guy's doing a good job, then you're like, all right. Yeah, no. Check it out, man. The Washington Examiner says that he's the best. Like I, what drives me crazy is when people just try to ostensibly erase facts. And they're like, hey, Snopes is a left-wing website. It's already been debunked many times. No, no it isn't. It hasn't. What, what are you talking about? These are lies. No, I, I trust me. I saw it at theblaze.com. <laughs> You're like, okay, well. Foolish me! I didn't realize you were de- you were delving deep into the Blaze dot com and going through that swamp and getting your news. Uh, but then the same thing can be said for the Daily Beast or whoever the fuck. Yeah, I mean I get it. That's the thing. Yeah, but I, there's still there's facts. There's such a thing as facts. Whatever. See, this is, the, this is the thing I didn't want it to turn into. I didn't want it to turn into some partisan bullshit because we're all scared as fuck. And and look, you can say you're not scared, and that's fine. I, look, because I'm not scared. Like, oh my god, I'm going to die. I'm not that fucking scared. But I have to admit, uh, this is not resolving itself in any hasty way. It's not. It's not fixing itself. It's not. There's no U-turn ahead where it's going. Everything's going. The ship's going to get righted, and everything's going to be fine. Uh, at least not any time in the near future. You know, everything I keep, They're talking about flattening the curve, and then and stay home and don't talk to anybody. It's just. It's. It's. Which is all good advice. You know, again, that's the thing we have to do. But then you read this thing where they're like, well, we could be at peak virus in like two weeks or we could be at peak virus in three months. Or, you know, we could never we could all die. Everything could be over. There could be a tumbleweed blowing around. And who the fuck knows? That's that's and that's the thing that freaks you out. It freaks everybody out, man. You see this shit happen and you're like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And like, I'm lucky. I'm just me. You know what I mean? I don't I, I don't have any kids or any fucking dogs or anything like that to fucking worry about. Although dogs and cats don't get it, which I think is, oh, my God. Thank you, diseases. Thank you, Jesus Christ or whoever built this fucking perfect virus that doesn't kill dogs or cats. Let them run the planet. Let us all fucking inhale a goddamn handful of these spores and pass the fuck out and let all the good boys and good and good cats eat us. That's it. That's what we should do. You know, if dinosaurs can't come back and fuck us up and they want to, don't think don't think they don't. Don't think that the Jurassic Park movies have not given some sort of fucking fossil that's buried in India somewhere the thought that possibly his DNA could be used to bring back the fucking dinosaurs and kill this planet for what the fuck we did to them. And I know you're going to be like, oh, well, hey, Jesus sent a comet. Well, yeah, Jesus in every book I've seen is a dude. Like if Jesus was like a fucking kangaroo, then, you know, dinosaurs come back. They fuck the kangaroos up and we're okay. You know, that's fine. If Jesus was a kangaroo, the fucking dinosaurs come back. They're like, fuck you, kangaroos. And then they kill all the kangaroos who, by the way, are part dinosaur anyway. And by the way. How much do you pay to watch a kangaroo fight a dinosaur? Holy fuck. I got to give everything I got, which by the way, at this point is not much. And we'll talk about that later, but still I might, I might get a fucking, I, I would, I would work two jobs. i gonna tell you this. If you told me in six months you had a fight and it was a legitimate, legitimate fucking dinosaur. I don't know what kind though. You can't have like a stegosaurus. It's too big. And velociraptors are fucking mean, right? But they're like the same size, but kangaroos are fucking mean. We've talked about that before. Kangaroos are all swole and weightlifty. So man, what the fuck? Who would I, ah. I can't think of a good dinosaur. Like a Velociraptor, but with no teeth. How about that? But he's got claws, though. he'd still—you f- know—a kangaroo's got claws, and, kitten, and that kitten's got claws. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, uh, kangaroo dinosaur fight, dude. I would fucking be front row for that shit. I would, I would, I would hope their blood sprayed me in the face, so I got some sort of rabid kangaroo slash Velociraptor genome, and it mutated me into a goddamn fighting machine. I'd go off and fuck people up kangaroo style. That'd be perfect or Velociraptor style or Vel- rooster style. A rooster, raptor, because I say roo for roo, but rooster sounds bad. Uh, velociraptor, Velociraptor. Uh, uh, kangaraptor, raptor is better than velociraptor. Roo- velociraptor, There you go. Hey, I like that. Huh. Uh, let me ask you. velociraptor or Raptor? You guys can vote there. I mean, yeah, that's, not, that's the name of the show. Hold on a second. Uh, let me write that down. There you go. Look at me writing that number down so I know that's the name of the goddamn show. Uh... But that's the thing, you know, somewhere there's some dinosaur who's ready, he's just a fucking fossil in the ground waiting to be turned into DNA so they can fuck us up for whatever the fuck we did to them, because that's going to happen. Didn't we do it? Adults did it, or grownups did it, or fucking humans did it. I know there was a Big Bang, or a comet, or some bullshit, but I mean, if there was a comet, and it smashed into the Earth, a meteor, and it killed all the dinosaurs, how the fuck, then how the fuck did we show up? How did a monkey show up, and then a fish came out of the fucking ocean, and then fucking, there was the Scopes trial, and the next thing you know, we're here fucking each other up with a handful of goddamn germs. Jesus, what a mess. What have we done to this fucking place? Fucking killing the Arctic shelf and inhaling all these old germs. That's another thing, too. I talked about it last week where people are just like, well, this virus is, you know, it's possibly from China. No, no, fuck you, man. This thing came from Antarctica. That's where it came from. It's like, it's right now, it's like 71 degrees in Antarctica. Fuck, I talked about it last week, the fucking thing. You guys saw this? I gotta quit repeating myself. Jesus, fuck. (sighs) Let me tell you guys, the, uh, the planet is having a reckoning and all of us are at its mercy. You can be in your bed, you can be in your couch, you can be in your living room, you can be in your goddamn kitchen, but you look out the window and you see it coming for you and you recognize, viewed through the prism of the corona of the sun, The heat death of the universe is imminent. Shut up, Michael Moore. Holy God. Why? Again, that thing where he's, I've got, I have people inside the administration who have told me they're thinking of arresting Trump. Shut the fuck up. Stop. I'm, I'm, that's another thing I'm so tired of. I'm tired of people with the, I've got this possible factor. Like when everybody was writing that, like, didn't anonymous write a book? Some bunch of anonymous assholes wrote a book about what's really going on in the Trump White House, and that was news for like nine minutes, and then it went away. It's just like, Jesus, fuck. Don't believe anybody anymore about anything ever. Believe me, I'm the only guy you can believe because I do a fucking show telling you I don't know a fucking thing. That's it. I don't, I don't have opinions that you can follow. I don't have anything that I expect you to rally behind me. I'm not going to get 10 of my friends and sing Imagine on a fucking video. Holy fuck. Did you see that piece of garbage? What? What are you doing? Celebrities hiding in their fucking homes and then putting together a video of them singing Imagine. And look, fuck celebrities. I didn't even give a fuck about celebrities. If it was anybody. If it was people or dogs or whatever, dogs, actually, I go back on that. Dogs, fine. If you want to bark, imagine I'm all over fucking dogs doing that. Dogs can do no fucking wrong as far as I'm concerned. And again, like I said, I can only hope that this virus kills us all in our tracks and the dogs get to eat us because they don't die. That's that is a noble end for this experiment. That's a noble end for this fucking planet. I would love to be chomped up by a goddamn fucking dog. Go ahead and chew me up and spit me the fuck out. Actually, don't spit me out. Swallow me. I'm good. Swallow me. I'm This is good meat. <laughs> it's probably stringy at fifty two, um. So I don't I don't even fucking know. I'm not a guy who's gonna try. It. Like I said, I'm not trying to trick you to believe me. I don't I don't give a fuck if you're on my side or you're not. I, I try to do the funniest best show I can, but also the same fucking time I'm spitting out a bunch of shit that goes in my head. And I know you guys don't want to fucking hear the coronavirus because that's all we hear. It's all we fucking hear. And I tell you, it's just God. Celeb singing. Imagine you're just I, I saw it on fucking Twitter. And I'm like, you're kidding me. And it, and it's and not even singers. It's like it's like fucking Jimmy Fallon. And 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 Wonder Woman and shit like that and you and just why don't what a bunch of fucking hooey that's right I got to go back to 1927 and drop that ass yeah yeah fucking hooey is what it was you sit around you singing to your fucking cell phones oh you know what we're gonna bring the country together when Wonder Woman and Jimmy Fallon do a fucking song get the fuck out of here Jesus Christ that and Chrissy Teigen talking about how bored she is at home oh are you bored are you in your mansion to the sky. Literally, you can step out into a balcony and touch the moon. That's how rich you are. John Legend's your husband. Have him write 10 songs and sing them all to you. Whatever the fuck. Quit telling me how bored you are in your fucking house. (laughs) I don't know, man. And that's the thing. I know some of you are really worried. And I don't blame you. Because I I have those moments, man, where I get really worried. And I don't know what the fuck to think. I, I lost my mind in a fucking store the other day finally i mean i'm sure you guys have been going well i've been waiting for this shit to happen well it finally fucking did on the most unlikely of sources brace yourselves for this fucking story uh you know i'm losing money left and right we're all losing money left and right this is not even a fucking joke well i'll get to that in a second but uh um when i had to pick up my brother from the airport lenny comes to town and lenny's fucked lenny lenny's job is on boats okay like I always tell you, I'm an Uber driver and a comedian, and that's and that's fucked. Well, I mean, imagine what boat comedian is. I mean, fucking Lenny, he all of his work, virtually all of his work, is spent on the high seas. Now that's decent if you're a pirate, because you're always gonna have fucking doubloons to steal. But if you're a comedian, and they don't want to put you on this fucking floating petri dish anymore, then they fucking scotch that fucking thing in your home. So he told me, he's like, man, I don't, know. I don't even know his future's a coin flip. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on. So I pick him up from the airport on Monday, and he's been on a fucking cruise ship for like two weeks. So he's he's seen Facebook. He's gone around and around with some people on Facebook about what's going on and, you know, the virus. And uh, do we need to worry? Because he was in the camp firmly in the beginning of man, this is just a weird panic. Like everybody's freaking out for nothing like that kind of deal. And, um, you know, I mean, sure, it's easy to say that on a boat. Until fucking Manuel, the busboy, comes down with it and fucking infects everybody on on the Lido deck. Once you you got people vomiting all over the fucking Lido deck and can't breathe or whatever the fuck, then maybe you take it seriously. But if you're on the boat, because again, you're out there, there's the sun, there's the waves, uh, you see Sam, you see Sam sit, you see Sam sit in the sun, you see Sam sit in the sun sipping soda, and you're on fire with it. You're like, all right, man, this is a Korean vacation. By, by Korean? I went to say Caribbean, and I said, Korean. I, you know what? Fuck it. I go on a Korean vacation. Get me over to South Korea. They have no fucking viruses there, and they're testing everybody. How the fuck does that happen? South Korea's testing everybody. They got fucking, they got, they're selling it at, at the store. They got guys, they got guys who don't even, like, literally other people like, uh, hey, you've been tested yet? Yeah, I have. Okay. And they're just going door to door. Hey, how you doing? You want to test? Of course I do. Some people are like, nah, I'm good. I think I'm fine. They're like, nah, we should test you anyway. They have fucking, you know, Korean tea, whatever the fuck. Bubble tea, boba. Oh no, is that Vietnamese? I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, I don't know, man. And so letting, you know, he's on the ship and uh, usually I go to the airport early. I go down to LAX because, uh. I never know, you know, how when he's going to deep, deep plane and I'm picking him up and my niece up at the same time. So I head down there, and there's no traffic. It was fucking gorgeous. This is, like I said, Monday afternoon, uh, like one in the afternoon, I think. So I usually park in the parking lot of a Ralph's grocery store, and I wait for him to text me. So I parked in the Ralph's, and then he texts me. He landed, and he's waiting for his niece or his daughter to land, and I got to pick him up. And I said, "Well, I'm in Ralph's. Just let me know." And then he texts me, he's like, we're ready. And then my head, had dawns on me. I've been sitting in fucking Ralph's parking lot for 20 minutes. I could have ducked into this Ralph's to see if they had any supplies because I still have not found a case of water. I still have not been able to get a case of water. We're talking a week. Okay. I have not been able to buy a case of water. That's a key word right there. I have not been able to buy a case of water, I, but I, but I will tell you something about a case of water in a second. Um, so I went, Oh fuck, should I go? And, but they were done. And I hate, I don't ever want to be late, especially if you've been on a plane all day. There's nothing worse than like when somebody tells you you're going to pick up from the airport and, and you're like, all right, man, I get there at two And then you get there at two thirty, 30, you text them. You're like, Hey man, I'm here. They're like, cool. I'm about 40 minutes away on the freeway. And you're like, Oh, all right. Cause you know, you got up early and you walked through the fucking terminal and you went and got on the plane and you, I mean, you, you had a shitty travel day. You've been traveling all day. And not shitty. We all do it. But I'm just saying, if you've been traveling all day, you'd prefer to walk out of the airport directly into somebody's car. That would be ideal, wouldn't it? Um. So I always try to be in the neighborhood. Na- and also, because I'm getting paid. That's another thing, too, is like Lenny, Lenny's paying me to drive them. You know? and, and, and my buddy Jeff, these guys, it's a side hustle that I had that is now fucking gone, where I was driving comedians to and from gigs, because they'd be Ubering anyway. So they'd rather fucking hang out with me and then pay me, which is super cool. And I appreciate it. Um, so I, I, I met Ralph's and I'm like, fuck, I should go in there now. And I went, ah, eh, fuck it. So I picked Lenny up and his daughter and I, and we pull out and we're talking a little bit, the plane and the quarantine, whatever. I say, Hey dude, is there a way I can jump into this Ralph's real quick? He's like, what's for? And I go, well, dude, I literally, I've been trying to get a case of water for like a long time. He's like, oh yeah, fuck. What's with everybody. I see it online. They're all freaking the fuck out. I go, well, it's, it's a weird thing. I go, but I literally, I've been trying to get a case of water for a week. And I go, and I was at, you know, I was sitting here. I should have gone in and checked because people were walking out with like Dasani on their card. I didn't even think about it. Um, He goes, all right, yeah. So we pull in. He goes, and his daughter goes, yeah, we should probably get some stuff for the house too. He goes, all right, cool. So we walked into Ralph's and I told him, and he's like, this is just crazy. He goes, these people need to fucking calm down. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. I go, but people are also kind of freaking out a little bit because nobody knows what's going to happen. He goes, yeah, I know, but if they just fucking calm down, this would be fine. If everybody would just, you know, quit overreacting. And, um, and that annoyed me a little bit. I won't lie. Cause I wanted to, I, am you know, you haven't been here, you know, you don't, you kind of don't know what it's like. So I went, yeah, but you don't understand, you know, that, uh, I said that, you know, people come shopping and they, there are people who are hoarding things, so they wind up buying. And he goes, yeah, I know those people are fucking ruining it for everybody. I go, yes. I go, but that's why then these people get here and they're freaking out because no cans of soup or whatever. And so they're trying to get anything they can. And so people wind up buying beets or whatever the fuck. And he's like, yeah, I know, but that's just stupid. You know, these people, he goes, if everybody would just calm down and wait one day, tomorrow these shelves would be completely full. And I go, well, it's really not that simple. I, I, <laughs> I said, because I have been trying to get a case of water now for a week. I go, I literally went in last Monday. I go, and I've been going to four stores a day trying to get a case of water and there is none available. I said, I've missed water uh, by like 10 minutes a couple times. He's like, yeah, well, that's what the fuck. He goes, if these people would just fucking calm down if they waited one day tomorrow, we'd have all the fucking groceries would be full up. All the stores would be full because you know, the trucks are still running. I go, yeah, until the truck drivers get sick. And he goes, well, the truck drivers aren't going to get sick. And I go, all right, I hope not. I, I said, but I understand the feeling people have where they think they need to buy a lot of things. I go, I wish they didn't, but it's, it exists for a reason. Now we're standing in the store having this conversation. And then finally we're, you know, we're kind of walking and then he comes, we come to the water aisle and I go, yeah, man, they're because the shelves are completely bare. They're, they're out. But they did have, uh, there was probably like 20 gallons of distilled water and he goes, fuck, they got a ton of water here. I go well, yeah. I go, but I'm. Uh, I was. I wanted to get a case of water with the bottles of water. I don't. I don't want a gallon jug. And he goes, oh. Well, if you're going to be picky, you're part of the problem. And uh, listener, friend, inner circle member, internet chum. That was really all I needed to hear at that point. Uh, I'd been doing very well. I'd been doing fine. I'd been holding my tongue. I'd been going to stores and not getting angry or upset at anybody shopping to and fro, taking photos, kind of smiling at the whole situation a little bit. Like I said, I've even approached people who had tons of water who would not share it with me. And, uh, but what I, what I did not need to fucking hear was that I was part of the problem because I didn't want to buy a gallon of distilled water because, and again, I, if, if let's put it this way, I think, you know, me and you listen to me last week and you hear what I'm saying now. Like if, if, if it was a desperate fucking time, I would buy a gallon of distilled water. Okay. I, I, I'm only going to these grocery stores to pop in like three or four different stores. I'm not running, sprinting in and going, where's the water? I, I, I want a case of water. That would be nice. Cause I used, I've been drinking bottled water for fucking 15 years, I, I didn't need a handful of fucking germs to tell me I need a bottled water. I drink it all the fucking time. You people are on my fucking turf now, man. This is my turf. Um, But if it was a fucking total collapse of society, yeah, I buy the gallon of distilled fucking water. But what I'm looking for is uh, at my house, I can drink tap water, which I do. Listen, here you go. That's a cup. It's a, a cup of ice water, tap water and a big Slurpee cup, a big Paul Stanley fucking Slurpee cup at my house but when i go to the gym or when i go to the car to drive uber i have a cooler and i like to bring to the gym i bring like six waters and to the, when i'm driving i bring 12 to 15 waters with me so i don't have to pull over every fucking 10 minutes and buy myself a fucking bottle of water for a dollar 50 when a case is four four bucks so that's all i'm doing i'm buying the containers fuck the water i'm literally buying the carrying case now, could I carry around a jug of distilled water like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger at the gym or some shit like that? You ever see those assholes who got a fucking gallon container and they're fucking chugging out of it? Oh, I got to stay hydrated. Yeah, of course you do, you fucking steakhead. But I don't. I like to have water with me. I like to have it. i That's the key. I like to. I don't need to fucking break down society to have a fucking gallon of distilled water in my fucking bunker. I'm not worried about spacemen or germs or whatever the fuck, okay? I'm not I'm not panicking yet. But, more water. When my brother says to me in a fucking crowded restaurant or a crowded store, as people are running around grabbing shit, he tells me, well, hey, if you're going to be picky, you're part of the problem. Uh... That was, that was, that's all I needed folks. That's when a week's worth of frustration and probably a little bit of pent up fear and wondering and, and a lot of, a lot of the unknown, uh, that was floating around. You know, I'll tell you this, a lot of the unknown became known right then because I have to, I actually thought to myself, how will I react if things go completely to hell like, how will I react if, if things really hit the fan? And I found out that I still have that good old fashioned spark of rage deep inside me that can be tripped by any stupid fucking thing. Because then my brother's like, I, if you're going to be picky, you're part of the problem. I go, hey, fuck that. And he looks at me and I go, don't fucking come here and tell me what the fuck I am. I go, you've been in a fucking boat for two fucking weeks. You don't know what it's like. I've been going to a fucking store every day. I've been going to four stores, five stores, sometimes six fucking stores. And I can't find a case of fucking water. I've been trying for a fucking week and he just goes hey you need to calm down I go, yeah i know i need to calm down well you don't fucking tell me that i'm part of the fucking problem man what the fuck and a woman walks over with her cart and i look at her and i go you believe this like, he's been out of town for two fucking weeks he's gonna come to town and tell me that i'm part of the problem in fucking la because i'm in a case of fucking water i can't find a case of fucking water anywhere and she goes yeah i i don't uh I, she's like trying to get away because she got sucked into this and then he looks at me with these this weird face like why are you bringing somebody else into this? And I got, the, he, he's not wrong. Nobody's wrong here except me. I get it. But he just looks and he's, he goes, Mike, you, you're, you're fucking losing it. And I go, yeah, I'm fucking losing it because you're telling me I'm part of the fucking problem. Look at these people running around like psychopaths, stripping the shelves of fucking cans of beans. All I want was a case of fucking water. You're going to tell me it's my fucking problem that I can't fucking find one. All of a sudden security comes over. Two different security guards. They come over. They go, is there a problem? And I go, no, fuck, I'm fine. I'm fucking fine. And she goes, well, you should probably stop yelling. And I'm like, yeah. And uh, Lenny just walks away. And I I, I will tell you this. That in this store, because the one thing they did have that they didn't have in any of the other stores the whole week was meat. So I grabbed a couple of ribeye steaks. And I just fucking walked away. Went to the self-checkout. Bought my steaks. Went up to my car. And I got in the car. And I was fuming. I was fucking fuming. Because I'm like, how, how dare you come to town? You haven't been here for a fucking week. You haven't seen people waiting in line outside of fucking grocery stores. Literally, the news is showing people, and I'm sure you've seen it. You've seen, you probably got it in your fucking towns. I mean, outside, outside of my Ralph's, you know, they here's how here's what Ralph's did. Ralph's was open till two in the morning by my house. Some of them are 24 hours, but but the ones around my house were open till two in the morning. Then I went to Ralph's, and uh, I got there at like 11 o'clock one night, and they had a handwritten sign that said, we close at midnight. And I was like, all right, well, that's fine. And sure enough, by Friday, I went to the, the Ralph's by my house, and it's just closed. There's no sign. And I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a really bad sign. Like if the grocery store is closed at fucking 9.30 p.m. when I know they're open till midnight. So I went to another Ralph's that I go to, and I pull up, and there's fucking 20 people in the parking lot. And they're commiserating in the parking lot, and some of them are by the doors, and some of them are hitting the fucking windows. Cause there's employees in the store, but the doors are locked. And in my head, I was like, all right, this is, this is really bad. I get out of the car and, uh, I walk over and people are pounding. They're like, Hey, what the fear it says right here? Two in the morning. And I know it's not two in the morning anymore. I know it's midnight, but the sign says two in the morning and a woman, an employee comes over and she holds up eight fingers. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they're hitting the window. And she goes, we close at eight. And she goes, they said, where, when did you say you close at eight? Like, why is there no sign? And the woman goes, we close at eight. She walks away from the window. So people start like hitting the window to get their attention and they're yelling. And then more people are pulling up to the parking lot. And I'm just standing there. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, And again, like I said last week, man, I've never been a part of panic buying or panic shopping like you guys do for hurricanes and shit like that down in the South. I don't, I don't know anything about it or up in the, uh, up in the fucking, you know, the North or, you know, we did it for blizzards, but not never really that crazy. But just to see these people kind of swirling, it was this real maelstrom. There was a real electricity in the air. Like, you know, someone's going to put a cart through the fucking window. We're just waiting for Mookie to show up. At that point, that's all you're doing. We're just waiting for Mookie to show up. And it's like, well, fuck, I don't even I don't even know where that's going to go, man. Is somebody going to lose their fucking mind? Is somebody going to put something through the window? I, I And people are pointing and yelling. And then a woman walks up and she's like, what's going on? And I just said, I, you know, they're closed. And she goes, they don't close until midnight. I go, I, yeah, well, the sign is two. And now they're saying eight. She's like, oh, oh, that's not good. I go, no, that's not good. So I walk, I walk, I actually walked away. Cause I mean, I, when I get near those situations, I tend to vibrate a little bit where I'm like, Hey, this will be fun. What chaos is going to happen? Let's see what bad shit's going to happen. I want to stick around for this. But I forced myself to walk away. I'm like, you don't want to be here for this. You don't know if some idiot's going to pull out a gun and shoot out a window or throw a fucking cart through, whatever the fuck. You don't want a beer for What are you going to do? You're going to go loot broccoli? Get the fuck out of here. Uh, so I go to my car. I get in and I, I open up the Ralph's app. And the Ralph's app says all the stores are still open at 2 in the morning. And I went to Ralph's Twitter account. They haven't tweeted since fucking Valentine's Day. And I'm like, well, what the fuck, man? So then finally, in a last-ditch effort, I called another Ralph's. Because like I said, I told you, there's six that I go to in this like six mile radius, eight mile, 10 mile radius. And I finally call one and it answers with, with a recording that says right away. uh, Hello. Thank you for calling your local Ralph store in order to keep up with, uh, keep the stores clean. And then we're now closing at eight. All of our stores will close at eight o'clock PM until further notice, Um, which fine. But I mean, who the fuck ever calls anybody anymore? You check shit online is what you do. And I couldn't find a trace of it online. So then I tweeted, I actually tweeted at Ralph's, like, hey, Ralph's, you've got like 30 people really fucking mad in a parking lot in in Burbank right now. (laughs) They're not happy. Uh, Ralph's did not answer me. Some people liked my tweet. And then in my head, I go, what are you doing? Are you just causing more fucking trouble? Deleted it. Because, I mean, nobody fucking, because, again, that's that just looks like privileged Joe. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I can't buy non-dairy creamer on a Friday night at 10 p.m. Why? Uh, Then what what good is this virus at all? I mean, fucking idiot. Grow up. Go home. Uh, and I left, you know, but but so I that that shit is real here. It's happening. The the news shows they're they're literally showing me lines in front of Costco from space, like from a space station, like the Russians are taking photos of old people waiting to buy fucking kale. It's insane. And again, it's shit I never thought I'd see. I, I'm going to have a fuck. That's a lie. I can't say it's shit I never thought I'd see. It's shit I never thought about seeing. How about that? I'm not surprised by it. I mean, as I've talked about it here, I've said, man, you know, we're we're getting to, we're getting to a point. I think a a real class warfare pitch here between rich and poor and, uh, and not even poor, you know, middle-class, whatever the fuck Uh, let's put it this way. We're, we're getting into, we're getting into a real uh, gray area here where eventually the line standers are going to go looking for the line, uh, the line organizers. And, uh, the, the, (laughs) and that's not going to be good for anybody, man. It's not, you know, and, and also anybody who's shitty to an employee in a store at this point in time, like get the fuck out of here, man. You think this employee wants to be here all fucking day risking getting sick? I finally, you know, I did get to a store. So I, let me finish this. So, you know, they, they've put up these rules now where like old people can go shop early. They can go like it for an hour in the morning. And good for them. You know what I mean? Take care of these people. Do everything you can to try to make it safe because there are too many people who are worried about themselves at this fucking point. So I got to my car, I sat out there, put the steak in the trunk, and then uh, I texted Lenny. I just said, Hey, I'm in the I checked out, I'm in the car. He's like, I'll be out there soon. And he and Anna came out because Anna watched me she saw me lose my mind too. I felt like an idiot. So I, in my brain, I was all set to just be silent the whole fucking way home. It was me like, fuck this, man. I'm not going to say a fucking thing. Just fucking get out of here. And uh, he got in the car. And I started it up. We went to up, And I go, hey, look. I go, man, I'm sorry. All right? I, I he goes, no, no, that's cool. I go, no, it's not cool. I go, "You, you don't deserve that. But but you have to understand how incredibly frustrating it's been here for, for the past like week to 10 days. He's like, I know I just, I just think that people are freaking out for no reason. I go, you're, you're right. I go, but when someone who's not freaking out for no reason is consistently coming up on the short end because of the people who are freaking out for no reason, then guess what? Eventually the person on the short end is going to freak out for no reason. And that's what I did. I go, I, I, I wasn't mad at you. It wasn't right to talk to the other person. You know, I, I, I get all that. I go, but, but you can't tell me I'm part of the problem when I've been surviving here for a week, just trying to, I, I, and I literally was like, you know who I am? I'm fucking Mike, Mike Muir from suicidal. I just wanted a Pepsi. All I want is a Pepsi. Man, I went to your learning institutions. I mean, I, I, it's, it's institutional learning facilities. I, I don't, all I wanted was a Pepsi. All I wanted was a case of water. That's it. But everybody else is just scooping shit off shelves with both arms, man. And you walk in, it's just this ghost town and, and people with masks on now. And they're, they're calling people and, and finding, all right, what do you getting? Like they got somebody else at another store and they're coordinating. I got relish. What do you got? You know what I mean? You're just like, and I get it. I mean, a lot of people are fucking scared and, and it, and it's okay to be scared because this is fucking crazy, right? We can acknowledge that. But at the same time, man, don't hurt anybody. And don't, don't, you got to recognize too that, that other people are fragile at this moment. And I'm not saying I'm fragile, but if you tell me that I'm part of the fucking problem when you've been on a goddamn boat floating around and eating goddamn bacon, wrapped shrimp for two fucking weeks. And yeah, you got your own set of problems. You only got one news channel. You got, you know, I'm sure you're losing a shuffleboard to every fucking customer. Maybe your ice is melting too fast in your drink. All of that is fine and tough. You got to do your shows at night. Yes. I recognize these terrible things. The towels are too small. The beds are too hard. Shudder. But I'm sitting here, I'm trying to buy potable fucking water and I haven't been able to for fucking nine days. And then you tell me that I'm part of the fucking problem because I'm picky. (laughs) I'm fucking picky. I didn't say I wanted to go and storm the gates and steal fucking water. I wanted to buy what I wanted. That's why I wanted to double check in there to see if they had what I fucking wanted. Uh, I don't need a gallon of distilled water. I needed a case of bottled water. As long as my taps are still working, I don't need to buy any fucking gallons of water. Just like I don't need, there's all sorts of shit I don't need to buy. Believe me, I wouldn't, that happened with Lenny on, on Monday. Uh, And then I finally, I got to the store on Tuesday and I went shopping and I got in and, and man, I bought, you know, I, again, fucking shelves destroyed and, I, I just walked around bemused. Like I was able to get stuff. I got I got some you know fucking uh, what did I get? I got some lunch meat. I got some ham, some pastrami. Uh, I've had three pot pies in four days. That's not good. Probably probably bad eating for you. Um, I wanted fresh, so like I said, I bought cucumbers, I bought tomatoes, I bought avocados, I bought celery. Been chopping that up and eating that as like mini salads. Uh, there wasn't any meat. So I was unable to buy, to buy meat except for the lunch meat that I grabbed. And, uh, but then my favorite part is these shelves are all empty and there's people freaking out and they're still walking around like at a fast clip and they're loading up. There's no butter. There's no eggs. That was what I really wanted was eggs, no butter, no eggs, no milk, you know, no meat, uh, uh, no rice, no pasta. You know, because I went down that aisle. But, but but the best part is the shit that they did have left. Like, I, there's there's shit that I didn't even know existed. This is the stuff that we're going to eat. If there, here's, I've got a list of things that we're going to eat if things go completely off of fucking rails. You know, because there's no milk. There's no eggs. However, if you were looking for gluten-free Brazilian Parmesan bread bites, well, let me tell you, there's at least five bags of those at the Ralph's I went to. Uh, I took photos of these things, too, because I was like, again, it was food that in my mind... I thought maybe they had invented just for this event and then brought them in because they're like, yeah, they literally are stored in some fucking, they're like, they're like K rations or one of those fucking things. They're like a Jim Baker gruel in a bucket that he sells, like apocalypse food or whatever the fuck. That's where you're going to find Brazilian gluten-free Parmesan bread bites. That's where you're going to find Dr. Prager's carrot puffs. Oh, I can't wait to choke those fucking things down. I'm not even going to tell you what this was. This was nature's path, organic, gluten-free pumpkin spice. I'm going to let you finish that. But they had them, took a photo of them. Uh, They had fucking Kodiak power pancakes. Here's my, here's my favorite thing. They had baby corn in brine, like shit. Nobody wants. It's just sitting on a, and there's like 20 jars of baby corn and or whatever the fuck, just sitting there everybody. And I mean, I'm like, you know, you, you selfish motherfuckers give baby corn a day in court. If the Russians are coming and the fucking Captain Trips is here and bombs are going to start falling, you're going to be in a bunker somewhere going, fuck, I wish I had some baby corn and brine. damn! I wish I had it. Oh, my God. I'd love to choke down some power pancakes at this point. I went through. I bought, you know, I bought what I could buy. Um, I'm in line. Here's, a, here's one, another cool thing. I get in line and uh, because the lines are so long at the store, People will send like people will come in teams like a mom and a son or a wife and a husband whatever the fuck daughter who cares and they'll put one of the people in line while the other person is still shopping so they just can hold a spot and they'll give that person like a small amount of groceries and then they then they show up with the cart you know what I mean and you're like oh the, why are you don't do this shit this is the this is the kind of shit that leads to riots. This is the kind of shit that leads to you being shitty is when you start inconveniencing people thinking you can do whatever the fuck you want. Literally there'll be, there was a, there's a kid in front of me and he's got five things on the belt and he keeps looking to the back. And I know, I know something's up, man. I know something's up. And, uh, there's another person between me and him and who's waiting to check out. And then, uh, he gets up and he goes, oh, my mom's coming. My mom's coming. You know, she'll be here in just a second. And and uh the dude behind him is just like, well, can I go ahead of you? And he's like, No, she'll be right here, she'll be right here. I you know, whatever I know, she'll be right here. And he's like, Man, just let me, I, you know, I've got 15 things. Let me just check it out. He goes, No, no, she'll be right here, she'll be right here. And this is the kid's fault. but also it's the mom's fault for leaving the kid in the fucking line. He's you know, he's 15. He doesn't know that he should tell you know, get out of the way of an adult, whatever the fuck, he doesn't know what's going on. But uh But finally that he you know he lets the guy go. You know, the guy in between us goes. And so then I'm I'm waiting for uh for the mom to show up. So the guy ahead of us goes, he's getting his stuff checked out. And then the mom comes up and she's got a cart full of shit. I'm just a cart full. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to cause any problems because that will just cause problems for the employees and they are working their fucking asses off. Uh, but so I just, I sat there when she came up with the cart and then she leaves. Okay. She leaves with the cart And, uh, she, the cart's getting checked out, but she bails and I'm like, what the, why the fuck is she leaving? You know? And she runs to the back and I'm like, all right, I don't even know what the fuck is going on. (laughs) What's happening here, man. Uh, and the kid is nervous and he's so sad and bummed and he doesn't want to be there. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just such a fucking drag and they're checking him out and he's just, he's kind of nervously eyeing things. And he doesn't have also, by the way, he can't pay for this shit. Like if, if somehow they finished the cart and she's not up there, he can, they can't pay for the shit because he doesn't have any fucking money and I'm waiting and waiting and like, whatever the fuck. Oh. Um, so then as they're getting near the end of the cart, there's only like five things left and the woman comes barreling up. She comes rolling up to the front and, uh, you know, she cuts through. And again, it's this thing where people grumble, but again, thankfully nobody wants to freak out. Nobody wants to yell because it, it could have turned. You could have reached that pitch right away. I mean, that shit could have happened, man. Uh, but thankfully it did not, you know what I mean? Where people weren't going ahead and losing their fucking mind. Nobody was out of there. I just crazy. And that's, that's fine. Um, but then this woman comes bursting back up and like I said, there's no milk or eggs left and she, she bursts it and she's got eight boxes of spaghetti, eight boxes of pasta. Now, and I, I mind you, I went down the pasta aisle. There was no fucking pasta. There was no spaghetti, no fucking rice. She bursts down the line and she bursts up and she just dumps like, and it's like thin spaghetti, regular spaghetti, vermicelli, all of it, eight of them, boom. And I just went, oh, awesome. Where'd you find those? And she looks up and she goes, there's none. And I go, "Uh, I'm sorry, what? And she goes, none left. I went, right. But you found eight boxes of spaghetti somewhere. And she just goes, none left. And she turns around and starts talking to her son. And I go, Haha, yeah, I don't doubt it, cause uh, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Why are you buying eight boxes of fucking spaghetti? Clearly, you could have just said, "Hey, man, you want a box of the spaghetti?" Because I told you, I already, I already embarrassed myself last week asking for a case of water from people and getting told fucking no. But you're buying eight boxes of fucking spaghetti, you heel. What the fuck is your problem, man? And 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 I, I, look, I, you're, unless you're fucking. Super Mario, you don't need eight boxes of fucking spaghetti. It's a me, a Mario, with eight boxes of a pasta. Fuck you, you mustache-wearing motherfucker. It's just a normal, just, I, what? You're not even fucking Italian. Quit buying all the pasta, you fuck. Infuriating. And I just laughed in the lines. I was like, whatever the fuck. I mean, I you know, because you're not going to, what are you going to do? Are you going to fucking freak out or steal a fucking box of spaghetti? All you can do is just roll your fucking eyes. When I was walking through shopping, I'm walking through, I'd come around a corner, and you'd see people freaking out, and like, you know, they'd have a can of salmon or tuna or quinoa or whatever. Well, here's my favorite thing. I come around the corner at one point, and I told you, I'm taking photos. I took photos of products, I took photos of empty shelves, and uh I come around the corner, and there's another woman, and she's gotta be like 35, she's got a cart, and she's just taking, she's like filming, she's like taking pictures. And uh I, I looked at her and kind of smirked. She looks up at me and I go, This is incredible, right? She goes, I can't believe it. I go, uh huh. I go let's hope it doesn't get worse. And I just walked away. Picked up as much stuff as I could. I uh, I did not buy any power pancakes. I did not buy any baby corn and brine. I, listen to me. I'm I'm storming around having an attitude about people, but I didn't buy any baby corn and fucking brine either. Uh, I don't know, man. I just I we're all worried. You know, all you can do you can do your best. Like, you know, stay in your house, wash your hands. But that also leads to some other hard truths. Um, one of which is, is, well, I'll just, you know, I'll go ahead and tell you this, folks. It's a very hard time for all of us in America. It's difficult for you. It's difficult for your neighbors. We have to reach across and help up anybody. who needs. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, my God. You've got to stop. Please. Please stop, dude. I get it, but that weird setting the table for the apocalypse or whatever the fuck just just do a fucking show all right and i know i come off as a fucking jagoff half the fucking time i'm sure but i whatever the fuck <laughs> and now you go online and the whole world has changed in a week two weeks uh because you know i'm i'm very lucky all right i've had this podcast now for 12 years it at a year never not funny and i've got built in listeners people who have stayed with me forever and thank you you know i love you guys i'm so happy about it And, uh, and I won't lie, I got a little pissed off this week because now, you know, cruise ships are closed and fucking comedy clubs are closed and, and, uh, writer's rooms are closed and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, burlesque clubs have closed and dance clubs and bands and all that shit. And, uh, (laughs) and literally all of these people went home and they went, you know what, man? Uh, I guess I got to do a podcast now, right? Shouldn't I get into that? I mean, I'm funny and I—I've been a comedian. I should go ahead and do that. Let's do a. Let's do a. a oh, i a quarantine podcast. Yeah, it's about time, huh? That's an original idea that nobody's had in a fucking million years. It's not like fifteen people in this very apartment complex are doing the same fucking thing. But I'm a comedian. I'll stand out because I'm funny and interesting. Shut up. Over. You know, I thought it was bad before. Honestly. I thought it was I remember I talked about it. I haven't done any YouTube videos because I'm like, ah man, everybody's doing this thing where they taste cereal and they go mm, delicious or they listen to Foghat for the first time. And they're like, wow, you know what I mean? Fuck all that, man. And I'm like, I don't want to do the same shit everybody else is doing. But also, what am I going to do? Some old radio play, bust out a fucking fedora and a pipe or some dumb shit. I can't do that either. And then I'm like, well, look, people just like me. Maybe I'll just be me. But then that's the arrogance of all of these other motherfuckers. Everybody else, every Every two bit fucking subway busker with a goddamn ukulele now thinks that he's a cottage industry and he's going to open up his own fucking channel. Here we go. You know what? The world's just been waiting to discover me. Bing, ding, 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 ding. Shut the fuck up. I just want to Belushi the shit out of all of them. I want to show up and smash the fuck out of your uke. I want to dump mustard on my chest and smash the fuck out of your uke. Who the fuck do you think you are? This is my space, goddammit. I've been doing it 13 fucking years. I respect it. Yeah, the show comes out late now, but I still respect the motherfucker. But you motherfuckers, well, you know, I'm home now. Maybe I'll just call some of my friends and we'll do a Skype podcast. It'll be hilarious. We'll talk about how we don't have anything to eat but Jello and vegetables. (laughs) Ha ha, duh. Fucking hang yourselves. How about that? Do that podcast. That's it. Everybody wants to fucking see celebs giving me imagine as they're on their fucking cell phones and everybody else online. It was great. Like Lily called it online busking. And I'm like, that's exactly what it is because it's all these fucking people doing like a, a burlesque show in their garage or, or some comedy show with a fucking broom in front of a green screen or whatever the fuck. And, and look. Who the fuck am I? I know you're like, well, Mike, you're nobody. And I'm like, yeah, fuck, I get it. I understand that. I'm doing the same fucking thing. I'm looking for the same crumbs everybody else is. And I've had a 12-year head start, so maybe I should have burst out of this fucking self-imposed goddamn prison I've put upon myself and made myself popular by going ahead and fucking trying to get people to listen to this goddamn thing. Or maybe pay attention to the Twitch channel or done something with my YouTube channel. Yes, you're right. That's at the core of this. I'm furious at myself because now these people are coming into this space and just being like, hey, man, we're going to have a smokeout session at my house and film it join us on Twitch. All right we're gonna pack the bong and tell some jokes to be fucking awesome just like god this is it was bad enough before when when youtube and twitch and every other fucking thing made everybody think you know what the arbiters are gone man the fucking the gatekeepers are down we can go ahead and do whatever the fuck we want democracy man anybody can be their own star uh but now the problem is everybody thinks that they can be their own fucking star some ass fucking a straw hat with a Jew's harp is gonna go ahead and play the greatest hits of the fucking OJ's and go, hey, guess what, man? I should be getting some money. Bing, ding 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 ding. Shut the fuck up. These online mother. Because literally, and here's my favorite thing that everybody does. And, you know, I, and again, you know this social media. We talk about this all the fucking time. But I, I just saw somebody the other day and they posted something like, uh, hey, let me tell you something. My aunt. I uh, had a friend who died in, uh, from the Spanish flu in 19. 19- what? 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 So what? Who cares? Nobody cares. Nobody could be less interested in your aunt or her friend. Uh, this Spanish flu, fucking ridiculous argument. I don't. I don't need to hear any of it. But you, but inevitably, somebody has some four fucking paragraph treatise about how they're tangentially connected to the Spanish flu so you should listen to them now when they tell you to not use the same bath towel two days in a row or whatever the fuck Jesus Christ nobody cares or 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 these other fucking people who are just like they post this is the thing that cracks me up now look I you know you know me all right I hide in my fucking brain every every fucking week Every fucking week. I look, I do the show and I do it. The, is it on time all the time? It's really not. It's not on time all the time. And I get that. And I am i don't mean to disrespect you. I hope you don't think that kind of thing. Um, But it, it's just there, there are there are people who just again, the, uh, the arrogance and the balls of people who just think, yeah, people love me. I should go online. This would be fucking awesome. Even after fucking 13 years of podcasting, I, I, I try to convince myself every week I have something that people care about hearing and now and now every motherfucker with a with a, a golf club thinks he's Johnny Carson a webcam and a golf club or whatever the fuck any any fuck knuckle who who thinks he can fucking pull out his flute from high school and they're, they're all putting it on the line online too that's the thing i saw a guy and he's like hey, cuz here's the here's my favorite thing no the the arrogance of the people who just do it that, that to me is astonishing. That's people who are just like, well, yeah, no, it's about time I did a podcast right now. Now, it, now that I'm stuck in my fucking house, probably I'll go ahead and do a podcast. Well, okay, good. Good for you. I'm glad, glad this made you get the wherewithal to have to do this. Uh, but the, the other people that I really, these are the ones that I really like are the people who, uh, who, who put out a thing that says, Hey man, you know what, if I did a show every Friday and like, uh, you know, I just did some comedy in my house and maybe some music and then I might have had like a couple of comics over, like would you guys watch that? Is that something you'd be interested in? And uh, because they don't have the balls to just do it and find out that no, nobody's interested in it. Nobody at all. Because you are now entering a space that is fucking crowded and packed and and filled to the brim with every other fuckhead and every other fucking person who's devoted their life to doing it. You've got, you've got, a, it's like when people used to write me in the beginning of this, when people would say to me, hey man, I'm starting a podcast. Like, how the fuck do I get people to listen to it? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm in a, you know, I'm in Canada or I'm here, I'm somewhere, I'm in Boston and I'm trying to get an audience. And I just, I'd literally write them a list that would say, Jimmy Pardo, Joe Rogan, Doug Benson, Mark Maron, Scott Aukerman, Paul, like the, I would just list 10 names. And I go, that's your competition. You've heard of them. So has everybody else. And and I'd be like, I I go, I will answer your question. I don't think you like what I have to say, but truthfully, this, this is just the way it is. You, you, You have to, when you start this, you have to be content to do it for yourself. And if you can get some friends to listen to it, then that's pretty cool. And then if you can break out of that small little bubble, then even better go for it. I mean, I, I really have no leg to stand on when it comes to giving you this advice. I, I, if it's not for Jimmy Pardo, you're not listening to me right now. It's the total truth. I was on never not funny for a year. And because of that exposure of a year when there wasn't nearly as much competition uh people were like, this who's this fucking guy? Like they were curious enough about me to like what I did, and then I was so fucking lucky that a year later, after I got whacked by Never Not Funny, and I spent a year off jerking off because I was fucking scared, uh, that people still followed me to my show. And then people grew like i was able to grow the audience because i did other appearances or whatever the fuck and then people would sample this show and it's different it was just different enough to get people to hang around which is cool and it makes me happy Uh, and then i've i've had a personal connection with a lot of you as well which keeps you around and that again makes me extremely happy uh so to see these people um people that i know people that are comedians people that i respect just basically go, oh, yeah, no, you know what? I'm going to do a quarantine podcast. That makes sense. I'll go ahead and or or a live Facebook stream. Or it's just 30 minutes of me trying on hats and talking in a dark room. Won't that be awesome? <laughs> yeah, that'll be fucking awesome. I hope you got a lot of personality, in those fucking hats. Uh, because and again, I this is please, this is me. I'm just saying this to say it. Don't fucking take this in some weird fucking way. This is a hard thing to do. It's really not a hard thing to do. Anybody can open up a microphone and just fucking talk for however many hours or two hours or whatever the fuck. Right? You could. Anybody could. But could you be compelling? Could you be interesting? Could you be somebody that people wanted to listen to or relate to? Or could you make somebody laugh for that time frame? Now, look. I'm guilty of doing none of those things, clearly. I mean, I, I do them occasionally on this show. Uh, I think I'm really fucking good at what I do, but at the same time, look, am I always compelling? No. Am I always making you laugh? No. But for some reason, people coming back is is a good thing, and I'm very happy that they do. People keep coming back. I'm happy. But these people who treat it like a lark, like here's, here's I, I literally saw a guy, he was like, hey, I was, uh, he, he's like, I'm just gonna, fuck, I risk, I'm just gonna fucking say it. He was like, he works with a puppet and he's just like, he's like, Hey, you know, I was going to me and this puppet. We're going to do, I was going to do a thing with my puppet. Would you guys watch? Cause here's the, again, like I said, the fucking, the balls, the arrogance of just assuming that people want to see you like the, it, it, this takes balls to do this. All right. For me to do a podcast every week when I'm telling myself, nobody gives a fuck what you want to say is, is astonishing. And then for me to just see people wander into the space with nothing, like literally just like a kazoo or a slide whistle. Hey, it's the wacky quarantine hour. Get the fuck out of here, man! Hey, the fucking I got I got news for you. The grownups are talking. Fucking grownups are talking. You and your ukulele and your slide fucking whistle and your puppet, and your fucking dance show and your goddamn straw hat can take a. You know what? Do me a favor. Shuffle off the buffalo. How about that? Grab a cane and do a little side shoe, a little soft shoe, right off the fucking stage before the hook grabs you and pulls you to fuck off. Now I say this, by the way, knowing completely firmly well that all of these people will be more successful than me and will catch on. Quarantine podcasts will be the new thing, and some idiot will be in his house eating baby aspirin and everybody will go, "He's a genius, and then I'm again relegated to the bottom of the fucking ladder. People are standing on the shoulders of giants. I just happen to be the giant on the bottom going, hey, guys, uh, can I climb up to the top at some point? But I refuse to tell anybody that I'm good at this. All right. So anyway, but this dude is like he's got a puppet, right? And he's like, uh, because, again, I tangentially became in, in a group of like vaudeville type people because of Lily. You know what I mean? Because all these people. I met them at the teas, or I met friends and then, you know how Facebook works. Facebook works like the coronavirus. Literally, I meet somebody and then three of their friends see that I'm their friend and they just reach up because they're just collecting friends. And the next thing you know, we're all trying to fucking stay in our house and do nothing. That's what, that's it. That's what Facebook is. the fucking coronavirus of fucking social media. Cause you see I have a friend and then you were to have two friends and we all have three friends. Like when I started dating my fucking ex, everybody reached out to become her friend. You know what I mean? It's like they it just it was weird. She got like 30 friend requests in one day and she freaked her out. She's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I right, hey man, people are nice. You know, that's it. Um So I so that's how I I'm fucking somehow on a friends with all these fire eaters and shit. So this dude's like a, he's got a puppet and he's just like and again Look, man, if you got a puppet, just, I'm going to tell you right now, that's gold. All right, just do a fucking puppet show. If you have a puppet and a camera and you're not doing a fucking show with that puppet, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do I think it's good? No. But if you're bored in your house and you got a puppet, do a fucking show. Pat Pat's got puppets. They're fucking hysterical. But of course, Pat is fucking hysterical. I don't know who you are and what your puppet does or what you do with your puppet or whatever the fuck. But honestly, if you're home right now alone, right? And you can't, there's no pasta, no eggs, no beans, no rice. And all you got is a fucking camera and a puppet. And how are you not doing a fucking puppet show? And yet, and yet, these fucking people put out a thing on their on their page where they're just like, "Hey, what if me and uh, Chauncey did a fucking weekly show where we uh, had a little, we talked a little, we had some guests and blah, blah, and everybody's just like, and here's again, here's my favorite part. Everybody goes, do it, yeah, awesome, oh man, you and Chauncey would be fucking great. Oh, it'll be so good to see puppets and Cha- and you. Yes, please." With my dying breath I say to you please do this show the the internet has been waiting for a puppet show from a den why haven't you done it yet <laughs> you fucking idiots so this dude's just like so they of course all your friends it's facebook if so, you want some fucking cold hard truth you want somebody to throw a bucket of cold water in your face someone should just post fuck you and your puppet nobody cares you know what? Don't, you're going to put your hand up a puppet's ass? Wash that fucking hand, man. You want to give your puppet the fucking virus? You want to give him the hiv? Get him the fuck out of here. So, but this motherfucker's just like, would anybody care if I, would you, wouldn't you? would you love it if I did it? Me and Chauncey did a little tete-a-tete, a little back and forth. He did a song up top and I drank a glass of water and then perhaps he recited the alphabet and oh, oh, oh man... Wow. Are your instincts fucking terrible. But of course, everybody swoops in with like, yes, please do it. Oh my God. Yeah. Slay King. Do a puppet show King. Yes. Slay. <laughs> and you know, like the first episode, the puppet will have a mask on. I mean, I can predict this fucking thing from the jump, man, but he's going to do it. He'll do it. Cause again, seven people told him it's a good idea. And then here's my favorite thing. This one dude was like, he's like, "Of course I would ask for tips while I was doing it." Like he he wrote that in the comments and I'm like, "You uh, oh. Oh, I see I see. So you're not asking us if you should entertain us for free with you and your fuckstick puppet in a garage somewhere. You're asking if I would pay you money to see you sit with a pile of felt in your lap in a, in a fucking broom closet because the acoustics are better. Is that what you're asking me? Are you asking me if I'll pony up my entertainment dollar because I'm trapped in my house with just Netflix and God and everybody you're asking me if I'll pony up my last, my last entertainment dollar to watch you with a fistful of felt sitting in a fucking, in in a basement, a furnished basement somewhere or an unfurnished basement, however you want to handle your business and, and talk to a fucking shirt with your hand in it. Is that what you're asking me? Because I got news for you. That opens up a whole new fucking realm of answers to this question. Because a second ago, it was like, yes, slay, king, slay with your talking shirt, puppet show, hand show. It's fantastic. But now you want money for that fucking thing. And I got news for you. Nobody's paying you to do a puppet show when the planet isn't fucking dying. So now that the planet is about to be consumed in a ball of fire and coughing, you expect me to give you however fucking amount of money you want to go ahead and do a puppet show and do who's on first with a goddamn throw pillow? Oh sure, that's what I want to do. Hold on, what's your Venmo slash cash app slash whatever the fuck slash why don't I just come over and bring it to your house and then we hug so we both fucking die because this idea is so stupid it should kill us right instantly along with the fucking germs. Holy shit. You puppet owning motherfucking weirdo. Oh, ho, 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 dudes. At these fucking people, you know, and that's and that's what I see. Like I said the celebs of the Imagine. That that was literally just celebrities going like the, just think about the balls of the celebrities doing the Imagine thing. That's literally like fucking 20 people whoever the fuck were like Oh man. A lot of fucking germs and craziness going on in this world. You know what this world needs? Seriously, you know what this world needs? Um, If there was any way to get the uh, non-native English speaker who plays Wonder Woman and has trouble with W's, is there a way we could possibly get her to get a posse of her friends to record themselves on a cell phone singing a song from when hippies had ideals and thought the world could be saved? before all of us decided that we were going to die in a hail of spores. Is that is that a thing? Yeah, let's do that. The hubris. Because again, I think it's hubris for me to do this fucking show. I think it's hubris for me to have a, a YouTube thing or do a Twitch channel where I'm playing video games and talking to a fucking uh, a webcam and having a chat stream with people. I love it. I love reaching out to you people. I love that this is partially a career. Uh, you know, is it is it, have I made a killing? Have I broken the bank? I have not, but you guys have all been kind and generous and helped me stay afloat up to this fucking point. <sighs> But at the same fucking time, I I never once went, you know what, you know what these people need? They need me to go ahead and sing this. This would inspire everybody if there was some way me and a bunch of, and, and cause I, I will tell you this, I here's, let me ask you this. I, I should put this up as a poll. Let's decide what's worse. What's worse? The celebrities all getting together. These, and I don't mean the celebrities, not all of them, but these this group of people who did this Imagine song. They all get together, right? And they go, this is a great idea. Let's all fucking take a, let's all sing flat on a phone. It'll be terrible. But we'll put it together because you know, they love us because we're fucking celebrities, right? I'm Wonder Woman. Everybody's going to be fucking cool with that. I'm Jimmy Fallon. I host the Tonight Show. It's about, I, you know... If you wanted to see me, because I'm Jimmy Fallon. Look, I, there are decades of Saturday Night Live clips that you could go through and see me in a million of them. And then you could also find some of my shitty movies that I made because I've done some of those. I've also done stand-up. And uh, also, as Jimmy Fallon, if you know this, I've hosted The Tonight Show now for, I don't know, an infinite number of years. That's my guess. I mean, I'm on, and, there's, and, they, and as a matter of fact, they run it every night. Get this. If you've got NBC, which is one of the three national networks, or I guess we're including Fox, let's go with four. If you are not a cord cutter and you have access to NBC television, uh, you can check out my show every single fucking night. Or even if you are a cord cutter, you can go on the Internet and find clips of me playing fucking tiddlywinks with some fucking B-level actor or whoever the fuck. You know, we we somehow tricked Tom Cruise into trying to chug water with me or whatever. The, you know, We got Jason Momoa there to slap each other in the face. I don't know. We had a tomato juice drinking contest with Judy Collins. What the fuck? Send in the clowns, Ma, fuck that. Send in the tomato juice. Let's fucking chug this shit with that chick. Uh, but here, you know, the, I'm Jimmy Fallon. You could find me doing all of those things at the At Literally like this, listen, that's me, that's me. I'm tapping four buttons and oh, there's Jimmy Fallon. He's on my screen. I, you could find me anywhere you wanted, but you know what people need now besides love, sweet love. You know what people really need? They need to see me walking down the street, callously crooning five words from imagine into a cell phone because they can't get enough of me. Oh my God. People are trapped in their homes. You know what they need? More Fallon. That's what people are thinking. I I got to, You know what? There's a bunch of people sick in this fucking country. We got to give them a shot of vitamin Fallon. Oh, man. You think anybody at home trapped in their house, wondering about their future, their job, everything falling apart, 20% unemployment, literally the under pressure video with Queen and David Bowie with scenes from the depression now looks like a fucking appreciate future. You watch those fucking old grizzled dudes eating bread crusts and free soup on the street. You're like, that's coming. That shit's coming. Fuck, I go to the store, I see apples, and I think to myself, I can, what can I get for those in the street? Like, if I bought these apples, I could sell these apples. Apples and pencils, wasn't that what, that's what the whole depression ran on. Apples and pencils, it was a different world back then, folks. People were trying to avoid scurvy and write down their fucking names because they knew the scurvy would eventually kill them because they ate not enough apples or oranges or whatever the fuck. Jesus Christ. But Fallon, this motherfucker, is thinking to himself, you know what, these people haven't seen me in nine seconds. It's about time I rallied them to my side. The only thing worse would be if James Corden started doing like uh, James Corden off karaoke and it was like him and somebody else via a cell phone and they did fucking dumbass songs and his fat English ass was fucking ruining everything and oh my Christ, what is just just the fucking balls, the low-hanging balls on them thinking, you know what this country needs right now? The world needs now is more Jimmy Fallon Yeah, let's get him on. That's what people were, you know, people at home wondering, and they're just thinking to themselves, "Holy fuck, I haven't seen Jimmy Fallon in four seconds. I hope he's okay." And then he pops in for a fucking thing of Imagine. So what's worse, the celebrities deciding, you know what? Yeah, we got to give this, we got to juice up this fucking economy and these people. We got to cheer them up with a shot of Fallon in the street singing Imagine. Uh, Or the what's worse that or the fucking. I, I've seen at least six parodies that then emerged from improv people and Los Angeles comedians and and every other fuck because again nobody can put their phone down nobody can stop filming themselves or putting their voice out there for public consumption everybody's just like ah oh, you know what else is really funny those celebs suck let's make fun of the celebs and then the the snarkiness began it just turned into a it was. It was like somebody took that, like that imagine video and they lowered it into acid and they pulled out all the bones and the flesh was being consumed by and it's not even acid. It was like a fucking barrel of locusts. That's what it was. There's this great Dr. Fibes scene. Vincent Price is in these Dr. Fibes movies here. You, you know, you want some quarantine bullshit? Watch the watch the Dr. Fibes movies. The abominable Dr. Fibes. Dr. Fives rises again. I think I don't fucking know. But he kills a dude with he does. these very unique. uh, Not very unique. It can't be unique. Being unique is inherently very. But if if it's something in a unique way, he kills people in unique ways. And one of the ways he kills this one dude is he he, there's a guy he like administers a drug and the guy's asleep. And then he drips like honey all over him or or some he puts in a tube. He slides it into the roof and he drips. I think it's honey all over him. And then. He just he just drops bugs all over him like fucking beetles or ants or whatever the fuck it was. I'm a little a little unclear on this. It was the 3:30 movie when I was a kid, but but still, uh, and then they find just the guy's a skeleton because the bugs are eating the honey and they eat his flesh with the honey. So that's that's what happened with this video. Like the celeb imagine video was terrible. It was terrible on its own, but then it became a national rallying point where everybody on Twitter, whatever the fuck had to make their own parody video of it. And I'm like, Oh man, don't you understand this is just as bad as those fuckheads. Cause I, in my head, I actually went, I wonder if there's anything to mine out of this. Is there something funny? Like, is there a thing? Cause again, that's the first thing I think of usually now is what's funny here. What can I do? Is there something I can make about this? Cause that's Unfortunately, we've all been trained to be content machines going forward, but that's that's what I felt. And then I went, eh, you know, this is already, it's going to be fucking hacked by the morning. And it was. Every, every fucking LA comedian, because then there was, I saw this one where they did Disturbs, Down With The Sickness. I saw someone doing Papa Roach's Last Resort. Uh, you know, they all picked different songs, whatever. And you're just like, okay, great. You're Now you're, you now under, you're ostensibly making fun of the celebrities, but at the same time. You're still, you're still doing the same thing they did. Just you don't think that you uh, are, are saving the world. You think you're being funny and cool by dunking on the celebs. It's the same fucking instinct. It's just yours comes from a place of snark rather than those people coming from a place of fucking weird-ass privilege of having so much fucking money they think people can't go five seconds without fucking seeing them. Let me tell you when the celebrities do a video. All they're doing is they're saying to you, plebs. They're saying to you, lower classes. You're, they're, they're saying that that they they get you. They understand that you couldn't possibly get through this. There's no way any of you out there ever envisioned a global pandemic without hearing a warbling off-key Natalie Portman doing some chunk of Imagine. <laughs> That's it. That's because oftentimes I've had the thoughts of a global pandemic. I'm like, fuck, what if the SARS comes? What if this bird flu fucking destroys us? What if something happens that emerges from a lab, a bioweapon or a fucking whatever the fuck some germ gets airborne and kills the shit out of us, right? I couldn't possibly think about suffering through that. I couldn't hide myself away. Hey, you've got to hide yourself away. Hey, why don't we do that? Let's do that fucking song. Let's make a parody of that. Yes, let's get the celebs to do that. Hey, you've got to hive. Shut up. Not everything has to be content. Take it from a guy who does nothing but churn out content and has for 13 years and has been a stand-up comedian for 30. Not everything has to be said or be content. And if I'm telling you that not everything has to be said, You know, it's, it's something to believe. So I, I, it's a weird time for all of us, man. It just is. I lost it on my brother. Everybody's finding that, you know, they're trying to emerge from their quarantines and keep everybody's attention. Cause like I said, man, when nine eleven happened, I really thought it was going to change the world. I wasn't sure how, but I thought things would be forever different. I actually thought it would change it for the better. I was wrong. I was wrong. I haven't got a, I haven't got a feel for this yet. You know, I can't say, well, this is going to change the world forever, or it's going to change it for the better or all these good things. Because I think that there's so, there were so many bad things kind of happening before this, you know, that, that you were just kind of like constantly ducking as, as things came sailing at your fucking head. Literally. We're like this whole country now is George Bush at a podium. And and there's just dozens of Iraqis lobbing shoes at us and we keep ducking. And we ha and, and this one finally hit us. This one hit us right in the fucking forehead. And we're a little dazed. We don't know what to make of it yet. But I will tell you this. I I know um that I'm a I'm lucky. Which will sound ridiculous probably, but uh look man, I'm alive. We're alive. Uh that's a good thing in my in my book. I know there are other people who would argue that who have other opinions. There are people in, in pain. There are people with friends in pain. And, and I I recognize that it's not good. It's just not. But, but last week was another week where I was reminded just how lucky I am. Uh, because, you know, I joke around about these people doing puppet shows and asking for dimes online and looking for attention. And I'm... I'm a guy who's lucky enough to have all that. I have attention. I have people who are who reward me and pay me for my work. People who are kind enough to think of me in times when they could be thinking solely of themselves. I told you last week it was a weird time and I didn't know what was going to happen. And I, I, you know, I own it you know, my, my lifestyle has not led itself to having a fucking 401k or, or a bunch of shit and fucking savings or whatever. I've, I've, I've had periods of, of stability. And then I've had the other, you know, I've, I've had, uh, periods where I didn't know what was going to happen, you know? And, and what, and what's really funny is, uh, you know, this week I was like, well, I don't know if people want to hear me do a show. I don't know if they want to hear me talk about what's going on because they're getting this kind of stuff from all over the goddamn place. But, uh, and so then I was like, well, maybe I'll throw up a show. Cause you know, I usually, I like to go back in the archives and pick a show from that week. I'm like, well, I wonder what, what show ran this week that I could go ahead and find. And then I, I think, you know, where this is going. Um, I, I looked back and I, I, I went back and I was sorting through like this week in March, and uh hey how you doing um the the what's funny is the show that that actually has received the most attention that I, the show that i've done that has received absolutely the most attention uh was from this week this time period from from last week's show to this week's show but uh i wouldn't call it a greatest hit <laughs> um so I wasn't I wasn't gonna throw up that show. Uh, I was like, because it made me laugh. Because I mean, look, I won't lie to you, man. This is a this is always a weird week anyway. I, I've kind of, with the world doing what it's doing at this point, it kind of took my head off of all that shit. You know what I mean? It's it's, I think I've told you this before. Like I, you know, I'll never forget the day my father died. Because I, I, I can't. It's it's entwined with another. It's the day before my birthday. So I can never forget it, but, um, I don't remember his birthday anymore. I mean, I know when it is, but it's not one of these things where like, I see it coming and then it arrives. And I, you know, I, there's been times where I don't even remember it until the day after now. Um, it just, it just doesn't, it's not a meaningful date in my life. Uh, because even though his ghost is a meaningful presence in my life, he never was he wasn't important enough to me to remember that sort of thing and memorialize. Um, but his absence is, is certain. His absence is larger in my life than he ever was, but that date gets consumed. Like I don't, the only reason I think of it now is because that's a week away from my old, my, from Lenny's birthday, you know, these dates drift in and out. And, uh, You know, I, this week, it's funny because the days that, um, the day I met Karen and the day Karen left me are within one day of one another. And then my ex's birthday is three days after that. So it's a weird five day period. And it just so happened that this year it came in the middle of a, of, you know, grocery store Olympics as everybody's fighting over the last fucking stalk of celery and, and it kind of snuck up on me where I, cause usually I've been brooding about it and thinking about it. And I wonder if that's, if that's healthy now that I didn't see it coming. I got blindsided by it this year. I didn't, I didn't see the day Karen left or the day I met Karen or, or, you know, the day the show came out <laughs> thanks to Facebook. I'll never forget it. But, but it just, that's how I found out was Facebook reminded me. I didn't, I didn't, you know, it, it was a thing where it wasn't this milestone where I didn't see it coming you know um and then the same thing you know with my ex's birthday where i you know but i you know i i gave her the greatest tribute you can give a narcissist on her birthday i jerked off to her so good for her uh <laughs> but those days um please say you know i'm kidding um or am i uh these days they, they, so this week I considered possibly putting up an older show. And then I was just like, (laughs) you know, that was the show that, you know, that's, that's the dominant show of this. It was episode, you know, it was in year four, um, the show almost. And, And so I was like, well, I can't do that. So, but I can do a show, but you know, I, I talked last week about how I didn't know it was a weird time and I didn't know how I was going to be dealing with the future and what was going to happen. And I said, look, this is, If you, if you want to support the show, this is a really good time because, you know, it was a coin flip last week and, uh, I'm incredibly lucky because, um, a bunch of you out there stepped up and were very nice and, and, and you've put me on a, on a decent footing, you know, at least for March, you know, and and nobody gives a fuck. I'm not like boohoo April. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying, um, I want to acknowledge some people here who, uh, Because I actually, and then also I thought to myself, I'm like, well, I should do a show about the things I love, right? Nobody wants to hear about this virus. Talk about what you love. And then I was like, well, I don't, I don't plan. I mean, I could have planned a show. I could have written it out. I mean, I can't say I don't do that. It's just, um, you know, I just talk. So, so, um, thanks to, uh, I'm going to name some names here and I don't know if they want me to say their last names, but. Uh, But you know what? I'm going to say their last names because because I love them and I hope they understand that I say their last names. So then if you guys want to go, that's pretty cool. And tell them that then then that's great. But uh, uh, our friend in Canada, I love Tanya Shubali, Uh, her and her husband, Mike, have always been incredibly supportive and wonderful. And um, she sent me a a, a nice gift uh, this week. Uh, Matt Henshaw. Of course, with his Jenny and his roomie, he always sends me a Christmas gift. And he sent me something this week. Tim Radke, who, uh, who I go back and forth with a lot about some things sometimes on Facebook. But the bottom line is he's been here since Never Not Funny. And he's not going anywhere. And neither am I. And I'm happy he's around. I love him. And it makes me happy. Uh, Maddie Keltonen. Maddie stepped up and was very nice and sent me. Uh, a gifted another. Uh, these are names. These are people that have been around for forever. They've just been around for a very long time. And, you know, I say you guys are friends You're, more than anything else. You guys are my friends. And these are friends. Tanya or I'm sorry, Tanya, Matt, Tim, uh, Maddie, uh, Eric Price reached out and and sent me a gift. And, and again, unbelievably nice. You know how uh, fearful Jesuit also who who sponsors this show and didn't have to send something but did uh you know which was again unheard of no i when i write these people back well i'll tell you justin our buddy justin mantel who i i should be at his house right now not even joking um cuz i was supposed to be in arizona this week we're well, not right now it's it's fucking thursday night <laughs> i was supposed to be there wednesday night um but justin and mary have welcomed me into their home and and uh funchus and mookie the dogs i love them they pile on top of me it's just they're they're family away from home and, and Justin reached out and, and did a nice thing. And, uh, and also Mark Melnick who, uh, reached out and helped. And, and these are, these were incredibly nice things and, and gestures that, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I normally write people and I say, Hey, uh, cause I, when people send me something, I'll always go, Hey man, this gesture is completely appreciated, but absolutely unnecessary. Thank you so much for thinking of me. And this time I just wrote people and I said, Hey, look, this, this usually i said usually i write this i go but i have to tell you that not only is this appreciated but it was absolutely necessary (laughs) because i was in uh you know i was in some pretty dire straits and i still am i'm not gonna lie we all are we all have uncertain futures between jobs and now california is on lockdown like i look i gotta be honest man i'm not you know, I do this show now, and and it's funny. Our friend Liana, who's lovely and and beautiful, and she's like, "You should do YouTube stuff." And I'm like, "I know, you're probably right," <laughs> but it's just like I listen to the last twenty minutes of the fucking show, and you'll hear me thinking about what I what I feel about people doing YouTube shit in this time of quarantine. And I know it's silly. I should have been established already. I know. But Tanya and Matt, Tim and Justin, Maddie, Mark, Eric, and Fearful reached out and sent gifts and um and paid my bills this month. They 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 reached out and and, they, I I can't express enough, you know because I, I I think I said last week you know I I said I got three hundred dollars in the bank and I wasn't kidding and you know I'll be honest with you I still have three hundred dollars in the bank, but now I have about a week's worth of food. In my uh, in my kitchen, and my March bills are paid, and it's because of Matt and Tanya. And Tim and Justin and Maddie and Mark and Eric and Fearful. And uh, and also people who stepped up on Patreon. I want to I talk about that as well. Um, you know, we have a Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. Or it might be the 40-year-old boy. Either way, Google Patreon and Mike Schmidt and you'll find me. Uh, and, uh, you know, the first name I'm going to mention, you know, who stepped up on Patreon? Mark Melnick. Doing double duty. Look at Melnick sending me a nice, uh, a, a very, very thoughtful gift via PayPal. And then also... Uh, bumping up on Patreon and, and helping me out in a way. And I appreciate that very much. Jeremy N on Patreon signed up this past week. Uh, our good friend, Michael Caldwell, who, uh, who then wrote me a note that I have not answered because I wanted to talk about it on the show first, but, um, thank you, Michael. You're, you're amazing. Sabrina Morgan signed up as well to be a new Patreon patron. I I can't thank you enough. Uh, Alice Dragoon, I'm going to say I'm pronouncing that correctly. Alice has, has set up a, uh, a Patreon and, and I could not thank her more and uh, coming out of Houston our good friend the lovely Mary Beth Kirk bumped up she was already a giver on Patreon and she bumped up her amount per month and And that helps immeasurably because uh, you know I, I try to be as transparent as possible my, my Patreon and my Amazon combined usually cover my rent and then uh, Twitch and driving and any other thing I can do pays for the rest of my bills um now my bills are you know i i've had to cancel shannon um i've had to cancel john training john because john's in the same boat i am i mean that guy's a personal fucking trainer you know he people are falling out on him all over the fucking place and he's he and i have had we had to sit down and have a long conversation and i was like look if i had the money i'd be here all the fucking time you know that just for me and for him but uh but I can't do it right now. I just can't. And I, so now I have to marshal the strength and the fucking wherewithal to get out of the house and go run in a park. Holy fuck. I don't want to run in a park, but I got to do it. Um, you know, I've made so much progress in the first six weeks of the year and I think I've backslid now and I I need to grab the fucking reins on that. And, and (laughs) I made a joke where I, I talked about how, you know, I'm trying to get back on stage and do these things. And, and, uh, and a global pandemic shows up like it, it's just it's so odd to me that the things I needed to do to go to the gym, to lose weight, to get back into shape, to go out and start doing open mics and start going to bars and start doing shows, to travel overseas and start doing shows overseas. Uh, it's just this perfect storm. Where I, I I think my good intentions somehow brought forth the wrath of the gods or whoever the fuck's in charge of it. And they went, nah, you know what? We're going to shut that shit down. Post haste. You are best enjoyed from a fucking distance. And, uh, I guess I can't argue with that. So you're stuck with me here. Uh, Ireland has been postponed and getting out to do shows. I, I don't, I don't know, man, my whole industry is changing, but I think I'm, I'm, I think I have a leg up and, and the, the only reason is, is whoever's hearing this voice, whoever's anybody who's ever laughed at anything I've ever said, anybody who ever has listened or downloaded, uh, anybody who's ever told a friend or shared this show with anybody, you make it possible for me to do the thing that I do. And now more than ever, I have to do that thing. And I have to do it better. I have to do it as well as I possibly can. And I have to try to get new people to listen. And I don't, I'm ill-equipped for that because I don't even like telling you guys about it sometimes, but I'm going to fucking do it because I got no choice. I'm sitting in my fucking apartment. What the fuck else am I going to do? I can't drive anybody. Uber drivers are making five bucks an hour out here. It's not a joke. They've shut everything fucking down. So when I laugh and I joke and I say a global pandemic has kept me from doing these shows or kept me from going overseas or kept me, well, maybe instead of keeping me from doing the things I wanted to do in the year of, I will, it is instead forcing me to have a laser focus and do the things I said I would do during the year of, I will, I don't know. It's a good way to spin it. Uh, But if you ask Matt and Tanya, and Tim and Justin and Maddie and Mark and Eric and Fearful and Jeremy and Michael and Sabrina and Alice and Mary Beth and also our friend Kevin who bumped up his Patreon and hired me to do another cameo because that's another way for me to get money. If you ask them, they'll tell you that I can spin it any way I want. They just want to see me do it. And they stepped up. And once again, they've done what they can to make it possible. Thank you. I love you guys. You guys can get me at Mike at com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm at Instagram and Snapchat at Mike40YOB. Guess Here's something that happened. Our great friend, Liana. Uh, I've downloaded TikTok. I don't, I'm, I'm Mike40YOB on TikTok now. I haven't done anything. I don't know what to do. Again, I'm just waiting for the authorities to come and arrest an old man for having these apps on his phone. But uh but I'm on there. So now Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok, I am Mike40YOB. You can find me on there, friend me, whatever you need to do. Again, I still don't know what TikTok uh how to do it. I haven't looked. But again, we're locked in a fucking house. Why wouldn't we do it? I should get a puppet. <laughs> Uh and so what are we doing? Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all those things. Oh, our good friend Ryan Dirks does the web stuff for the show. Find him at Facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. He's out there doing cool ass stuff, probably hiding in a house or a barn, just like I am. And our buddy David Mex Hernandez. He is the guy uh who does all the artwork and the music for this show. And um we're we're lucky to have him. I don't know if he's sequestered yet. I don't know what they're doing in Illinois, if they've locked everybody up. But I mean, he doesn't fucking care. He's been locked up forever. He, he, to him, it's quaint when they're like, hey, you guys, you, you shouldn't go out of your house. You know what? As a matter of fact, we're making it a law that you can't go out of your house. And Max is like way fucking ahead of you, man. Uh, but he's home now. You can find him at Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez and be his friend there. Uh, and then he's got a group. Well, First of all, go, when, you're, when you become his friend at Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez, go look at all of his photos. You'll see a bunch of artwork he's done for my page. He's done artwork for the Westside 86 Jokers fan club page. That's the uh, Mike Schmidt fan club page because people are nice. Um, you'll just see all of the, the work he's done. It's been fucking incredible. And also he's got his own group on Facebook called This is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb. If you want to join that, you go ahead and ask to do so. It's a closed group, so they'll send you some questions. You answer those hopefully in a nice, respectful fashion. And then we allowed into the group and you will get to see all sorts of memes running rampant and you'll get smited. And, uh, there's like, I, I think there's a Jesus there. I know there's a sentient refrigerator. There's a chick with her nipples out. There's all sorts of amazing people. Uh, rotten mouth. Rick is there. He's got his fucking teeth falling out. There's a mummy. Uh, it's just, it's a passel of characters, ladies and gentlemen, you want to see all of them go ahead and join the group. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. And when you see all this artwork on that page, you see the artwork on my page, see the artwork on the Joker's page, see the artwork on Mex's page. You think to yourself, man, I want to hire this fucking guy to do something for me. He should be doing some artwork for me. That's what I need. I need some fucking artwork stress stat. I almost said strat. I need some strat artwork, strat, Strativarius. I need some artwork stat from this fellow. Well, then what you want to do is you want to hire him to do that. He can do your Facebook caricatures. He can paint you, your dogs, whatever the fuck you want painted. This is a guy who gets it done, man. Uh, you'll contact him through his Facebook page. Like I said, become his friend, facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. And then you'll write him a note and go, I need you to do this. Now, I'll tell you what. You see the stuff he does for my fan club page. You see what he's done for my page. You see what he's done for his private group. But if you want to see some other stuff that he's done in a corporate uh, type of atmosphere, other cool stuff he's done, you'll want to go to his website. And I know you're thinking, yourself, oh, hold on, I'm yawning you're thinking why would i want to go to his website fuck you that's why (laughs) go to his website man art by dmh.com that's a-r-t-b-y-d-m-h dot com
1: But now they're gone Seasons don't fear the reaper Nor do the wind and the sun or the rain We can be like they are Come on baby Don't fear the reaper Baby take my hand Don't fear the reaper We'll be able to fly Don't fear the reaper Baby I'm your man in many Mm. ways wouldn't say goodbye she had taken his hand she had become like they are come on baby don't
0: And I love that version of that song. Uh, so nice. I had to play it twice in a row, two weeks in a row. Uh, our great friend, David Hernandez. Yeah, It was funny. He sent it me last week and he wanted me to open the show with it. But I thought to- tonally it worked better in the middle. And now we're doing it again in the middle because that's where I like it. I like it there, friends. And it's just... Uh, because part of me was like, maybe I should make this the theme song every week until everything's okay again. But uh, but I, I think that's kind of a leap. And also, I love uh, the year 12 theme song. I love the fucking, uh, just the the sirens. I love all of it. All right, hi. Um, so uh, here's something I forgot to mention. Uh, you know, I was a little, I was disillusioned. You know, it happens. I'm sure you guys are doing it too. We'll have these moments during this, whatever you want to call it, crisis or... or uh, where you'll see somebody do something stupid, or you're just you just wind up thinking to yourself, God, this is awful, or even social media or the, the way the government's behaving. Or, and look, I, I just, I was bummed, man. Like, I was supposed to go to Ireland, that got scotched. I had, uh, tickets to see Pearl Jam, uh, two shows, and that got canceled. I was going to, uh, uh Vegas, um, uh, or no, not Vegas, where was I going? Arizona. Um, March Madness got canceled like football's fucked I mean it's just this weird thing like a lot of things that I love and enjoy are gone I'm sure you're getting the same thing and then um I walked out of the house on on Sunday like I was in the house hunkered down it's dark blinds closed and shit and uh I took a shower and I opened the door and I went to walk outside there's an Amazon box outside of my door and I'm like what the what the fuck I you know cuz I didn't think I ordered anything I'm like what could this be I bring it in and I open it up it's heavy as fuck too I get in the house and I open it up and um <laughs> it's a case of water uh, this is last sunday I should say it wasn't monday I don't think it was sunday but someone someone heard the show on friday or saturday and sent had amazon send me a case of water I don't know it was because there was no card or note inside just a box with a case of water so when i mentioned everybody who gave me gifts and stepped up on patreon and financially sent me things and, and were unbelievably kind um man that water started it off like i i i teared up i i you know i just did because it was this thing where i walked outside it had been raining for like three days here in la and i walked outside and and I saw the box I opened it up. it's a case of water, and it was just gorgeous outside it was like sixty eight degrees and it smelled so good because it had been raining for days, so it smelled fresh and there was a tiny bit of a breeze that had a little chill in the air and hit you in the face, but it was also warm enough to where you just it just it was beauty it was it was spring is what it was it was just absolute spring, and seeing that case of water was hope. In addition to stepping outside and the water and the, I mean, the weather and, but opening that thing, it was hope. It made me go, oh man, you know, and then people started flooding in. I get notices in my inbox that people were being nice and generous and kind and, uh, man, so you guys are the best. Thank you. And, and whoever sent me the water, you are also cool. And, uh, and I, I thank you so much. And, uh, and all that water is still in my fridge. Right now, actually half the cases in my fridge cuz these tall bottles of Core, they don't fit standing up. I have to lay them down and because I'm not going to the gym or anything, I don't need to bring them out. So I'm drinking a lot of tap water. Doing what I can because also like I, you know, uh, I'm a poor dude, man. I was poor as a kid, so I always have fucking 30 rolls of toilet paper and 10 rolls of paper towels and fucking four boxes of Kleenex and baby wipes. I have all sorts of shit in my house. So Paper products. I don't even go down those aisles because I know it's going to be a fucking futile gesture anyway. But I don't need it because I I stock up. I got I, I literally I've got like I have seven speed sticks. I got a bunch of toothpaste. I mean I because I, I think I said even more important to me than food was was hygiene. Whenever I got any money, I buy like five things of hair gel or or pomade because. You know, it, there's that scene in the Golem with the wind where she's like, I will never as God is my witness, I will never go hungry again. Uh, well, as God is my witness, I will never be disheveled again. I my hair will always be in place. I will always look good. I just uh, Yeah, you got when you're a fat guy, you got to You got to make sure you look good uh, your hair and everything else, because otherwise you're just like, because I, I, as I've said many times before, uh, what's the word that comes after fat? Either it's ass or slob, literally fat ass or fat slob. And that shit I heard growing up from kids in fifth grade or whatever the fuck being dicks. And in my head I was like, never, no, I'm not that dude. I mean, I, I wouldn't go to school. Like in sixth middle school, if I couldn't wash my hair, I wouldn't go to school. I washed my hair in the sink all the fucking time. Even if I couldn't take a shower, if I was I just I would not because I was not going to be gross. I wasn't going to be a slob. And uh and it stuck with me. So I always have at the ready tons and tons of pomade and hair gel and uh, you know, I've got fucking 20 bars of soap and I, I will, as God is my witness, I will never be disheveled again. Um, so sending me that water, man, that was, that was really nice. So thank you. Whoever that was. I do appreciate you thinking of me and doing that sort of thing. Uh, and let's talk about this. Who wants to drive for Uber or Lyft? Nobody, honestly, because uh, they're shut down all over the fucking place. I'll give you the codes anyway, in case you use it's, something happens. Lyft is Mike, 720057. Uh, Uber is DJZW1YTTUE. If you get the opportunity to use either of those codes, go ahead because it gets me a little taste and I appreciate you thinking of me. Thank you so much. Um, We have the Twitch channel and I've been streaming quite a bit on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy or just Google Twitch and Mike Schmidt, you'll find me. I'm playing The Witcher like all the time. If you have requests for games, I'm willing to do that. Uh, I need to start kind of advertising this on public uh, or on on social media so people come and watch. In addition to the regulars, very cool people always come and hang out and that makes me happy. The stream rarely starts until Kiki puts her eyeballs in there and that makes me happy. But uh, you know everybody out there, the Princess Anzil and fucking Radio Rob and and uh, Travis and and it's we have this fucking gang. Michael, I mean all these people who come in and hang out. Uh, the blue screen big monster is there, Joey. Uh, Blue Torty, she shows up. It's just, it's just really nice, and I'm very happy. Scott, Scott in Canada, he's always there. Uh, Paul Miranda, there's, there's, there's a ton of people who show up that are regulars that always kind of pop in and say hi. Christy, our friend Christy. Um, I know I'm going to forget somebody and they're going to be mad at me, but there are people who just, oh, uh, you know, Secret Asian Ken and Tresha, like all these people who who have supported from the beginning and they pop in to say hi. Uh, and usually, if I go on, I know that at least five of them are going to show up. And then we get, you know, some stragglers in there. We get 10 people. Sometimes we get more. It's just, it's a fun community. So go to twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Follow or subscribe to the channel. And, oh, Jeremy, our buddy Jeremy, who is, of course, one of the CEOs of uh, Emerald Alawadi LLC, along with Ahmad. Uh, Jeremy pops in. Manny Mo, Manny Mo is there as well. Um, everybody's very nice. They subscribe with their Amazon Twitch or, or they give gifts or tier one subscriptions. That's another way for me to make money. And, and you're very nice to in this fucking all these side hustles upon side hustles. I get it. I know. But, um, but I, you know, I'll stream for like three hours, play a game. I try to be as funny as I can. I, I engage with the stream, uh, come and hang out. It's fun. I, I'd like to have you there. That's really cool. Uh, we have sponsors for this show. The knife drop podcast, of course does. So our buddy, uh, Rob Matsushita has the knife drop podcast available at anchor or pod bay or uh stitcher. And by the way, that's another thing. Michael, Michael Moore in all of his, you know, oh, folks, This is what can only be described as a tragedy of epic proportions. Millions will die globally, if not in this country alone. By the way, this podcast is brought to you by Anchor. They make it easy for you to podcast yourself at your house. Anchor, the people who bring podcasting to you. This disease is insidious. I know I'm not talking about the coronavirus. I'm talking about the Trump administration. If there's any way we can find a cure for either. At this point, I think I would prefer to find a cure for the Trump administration. Coronavirus, I understand. The other, I don't. But I understand that Anchor allows you the chance to do your own podcasting from your house. Right now, anytime, go to anchor.com and sign up for your own show. And then you too can share your concerns with the world. Shut the fuck up. Oh my God. Then a theme song. He has a theme song. As, again, i i don't I don't mean to be that guy, but Michael Moore literally had. He's got a theme song, and he's like, "Hey, Michael Moore Rumble Podcast, we are in a global emergency." Well, yes, but you still played that swinging jazz intro. Da 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 dee da 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 da. Rumble Podcast, we're all dead. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, I don't even know what I was telling you, but, but, oh, so, oh, uh, anchor our buddy, Rob Matsushita, his show, the knife drop podcast available at anchor stitcher and pod bay. You'll find it there. Uh, and our good friend, fearful Jesuits, the paranoid strain podcast available now in the iTunes store. Now I know what you're thinking to yourself, Mike, uh, there's a show about reality and whether reality is real. And then Philip K. Dick and all the self-consciousness things and all. It's fucking amazing. It's a two-part extravaganza. Six fucking hours of brilliance back to fucking back, right? And I'm like, yes, I'm here to tell you yes. But now, what? Yes, there's new paranoid strain out there. Now, I haven't had a chance to listen because, as you've heard, I'm, I'm uh, going to the store and fighting with people over grapes, but... Uh, just today I was informed that there's a new episode of the podcast and guess what this is about. Guess, just guess. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It might be one of the most global pandemics to ever destroy this, uh, this <laughs> Okay. Enough, Michael. It's the, uh, it's about the coronavirus and about, uh, conspiracies and, and the like, and it gets to the bottom of a lot of things. It's available right now. The Paranoid Strain podcast is available in the iTunes store. You can download this, please. Uh, but I say, you know, don't just download the coronavirus episode. Subscribe to the show. Leave a review in the iTunes store. Mention you saw uh, the show or you heard about it from us. That can only help. Uh, you want to contact Fearful? Paranoidstrain at gmail.com. That's paranoidstrain at gmail.com. Write them a note and tell them that you want to get on board with the show. You want to tell them you love it. You Love everything that he and Dana do, and uh, and listen to the coronavirus uh, fucking conspiracy theories. It's just it's out there. Look, the truth is out there, folks. I believe it was Mulder and Scully who told us the truth is out there. What they didn't realize was that fearful Jesuit was going to bring it to us on a goddamn silver audio platter. It's available right now in the iTunes store. Paranoid Strain podcast. Subscribe today. Download all the most recent episodes. Listen to that coronavirus episode as you're. And hey, what the fuck else are you doing? You're sitting in your house. You're listening to my nonsense. By all means, go ahead and listen to the Paranoid Strain. It's also great. Available for you now. You know, on cameo you can book me. As I mentioned, our friend Kevin has booked me for a cameo. You can also book me for a cameo if you would. Uh, I can, and we're all in the house. I'll, I'll let me call your neighbor and tell him to uh, tell us to turn his stereo down or stop cooking disgusting fish dishes that bleed into your apartment. Or I'll call your neighbors and say, hey, you want to come over for like a swing party? Who's Polly? I'm here to tell you that your neighbors are Polly and they want to be in a throuple with you. I can do that for you. Whatever you want me to do, I can fucking do it. Don't you understand, man? Uh, I'm a necromancer of goddamn phone messages. Available right there at Cameo. It's the Book Cameo app. You can get it on your phone, the Cameo app, or you can uh, go to BookCameo.com, I think it is, and then find my name, Mike Schmidt. Hire me to do whatever the fuck you need me to do. If you said, you know what, Schmidt, film yourself cooking a can of soup during your quarantine, I'd happily do it. I would send somebody a video of me making soup because I went and bought five cans of soup yesterday. Two chunky sirloin pot roast burger. What? Not sirloin. A uh, pot roast. Uh, And then three, Progresso chickeny noodles, because all the chickeny noodles were gone. I like chickeny noodle better than anything. And then pot pies. I've been eating some, uh, which, as we all know, Jimmy Aparto will tell you is soup of the roof. Uh, I bought a chicken Parmesan one. I bought a, uh, what was the other one I bought? I bought a beef one, just beef. Didn't have a fucking guest star. You know, chicken can't run on its own. It's got to bring Parmesan to go ahead and sell it. Beef's like, fuck you, I'm beef. And it sold me. Closed the deal. I had those two pot pies. And then I had a shepherd's pie, which was a mess. That fucking thing was just hot. Like, literally, my buddy was like, how was it? I go, it was warm. That's what I wanted. It made my house smell like dinner, and then I scooped it up and swallowed it because it was all warm. That's it. I just wanted warm, stick-to-your-ribs type of food. Uh, but like I said, I got I got about a week's worth of food in my house now. I got a couple of bags of ravioli. I got five cans of soup. I got some fresh cucumbers. I got some bacon. There's no eggs yet. I want to get some eggs. but uh, But yeah, man, this stuff all exists. It's all in my kitchen right now. I got half a tank of gas and a week's worth of food, two hundred fifty dollars in the bank. I can't wait to see what happens next. Uh, but if you want to hire me for a cameo, which you should, go ahead and book a cameo thing. If you want, to, so I'll make soup or I'll make bacon or I'll I'll do whatever the fuck you want. I I'm I'm, I'm this is what I do now. All right. I can't drive strangers around. I got to make phone calls to strangers. <laughs> my whole my whole life still involves strangers. I know what you're thinking, don't talk to strangers, but I don't give a fuck. I have to. The Amazon link exists. Now, this is a big deal, too, because we're all ordering from Amazon in this time of crisis. If Jeff Bezos takes over the world, you don't think with this stock, all the stock prices falling. Bezos isn't out there buying a Boeing and every other fucking company. That guy's going to own fucking everything. If you're literally if you're like a Mike Bloomberg and you see shit falling precipitously off a goddamn cliff, don't you buy all that stock? And then when it's and when it all goes rocketing to the top again, you're like, hey, I run this company. Everybody's get the fuck out. This is my thing. Because that's what billionaires do. They buy stock and sit around and they wear comfortable shoes. Fuck them, man, right? Fuck billionaires buying stock and wearing uh, shirts with no ties sometimes. go Wear a tie. If you're a fucking billionaire, wear a fucking tie. Show some respect for the pile of money the Joker's going to set on fire when he fucking finally catches up to you assholes. Uh, all right, so... The point is, Jeff Bezos is not one of those guys. No, he's great because he likes me. Uh, and we have an Amazon link. If you go to MikeSmithComedy.com, you go to the merchandise page, which, as we all know, used to be the Joe Business page, but it's out there. It's lurking and waiting for you to go ahead and sign up for. Um, there's an Amazon link on there. And, and look, like I said, we're buying things from Amazon anyway. So you go to my page. It costs you nothing but 10 seconds of finding it. And then you click on the Amazon link, and now you're shopping, and we get a taste of it. We actually get some of that dough, which... I don't know if I've stressed this enough during this show and last week's show is very important. As our friend Burt Reynolds said in uh, in Boogie Nights under the guise of being uh, a Jack Horner film producer director. uh, The colonel puts up all the money for the films. It's a very important part of the process. Well, guess what? You guys are the fucking colonel and I'm Jack Horner, man. And I'm just I'm I'm shooting fucking porn for you guys every goddamn week. So you got to colonel it up. Just do me a favor, ditch any photographs you might have of young children so you don't get slapped in the face at the end of this movie. Uh, the Amazon link is there. It's on the MikeSchmidtComedy.com merchandise page. Click on it and shop. Makes me happy. And uh, and I appreciate you thinking of me. It's super cool. And uh, as I told you, Twitch exists. Go ahead and do that. And uh, and again, another shout out. I'll just tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll close this all by telling you, you know, fucking the uh, the 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 Patreon page is a big deal. Thank you so much for thinking of me and, and getting involved in the Patreon page. Anybody who signed up, uh, I appreciate it very much. Anybody who bumped up their thing and that's out there. Patreon.com. And you look for Mike 40 year, Mike for, well, is it Mike Schmidt or the 40 year old boy? I don't fucking know. Just fucking, just Google it, go find Patreon and then find me there and go, yeah, that guy's the best. And, uh, And I appreciate you, Patreon people. I appreciate you, PayPal people. You can still do PayPal if you want. If you don't want to do Patreon, you can do PayPal. It's in the upper left-hand corner of every page of my website. Um, I I don't mean to constantly have had in hand. And I know you're thinking, hey, Mike, buy a fucking puppet. Yes, I get it. You're right. But but I, I need you. You know, and and it's nice of you guys to have included me in your life at this point. And I'm glad again for Matt and Tanya, Tim and Justin, Maddie, Mark, Eric, Fearful and uh, Mark doing double duty. As I mentioned, Jeremy, Michael, Sabrina, Kevin, Alice, Mary Beth, everybody for thinking of me last week and and uh, and putting gas in my car and allowing me to have some money to get some food. And uh, and and as I said last week, it's I'm ashamed of myself that I even need 80 bucks. You know what I mean? That 80 bucks means a lot to me, but it does. And 80 bucks means a lot to a lot of people out there. I'm sure, you know, take care of yourselves, please take care of your families, take care of your, everybody's home with their kids and people. There are people who are taking it in stride and there are people who are really freaking out and there are people who are kind of right in the center or just, and I'm trying to be that guy in the center, but there are times when I sit and I think, and I think about, you know, I, I tried to get a job at Amazon. I did, but they have no jobs in Southern California. Uh, all their jobs are up North and they're all warehouse jobs. Cause I was hoping I could drive Um, but I don't, don't think that I don't think about the people in Amazon who work in the warehouse and maybe one of them is sick, but he keeps coming to work because he needs to work and he's packing boxes and he's sending out products. Uh, you know, I, I, there was a, there was a movie called food of the gods and it was these, I I forget what it was, but there was some ridiculous, of course, a chemical spill that got into some feed And, uh, animals ate it. Marjo Gortner's in it. It's a terrible movie. But, uh, but then like giant cows happened and big bees, like every, anybody who ate the stuff, they, they wound up getting big. And so they had to fucking kill these animals and then stop it in its tracks. But at the end of that movie, uh, like there's a spill and they think they got it all but then they realize there's one container they didn't and it spills into a local river and then they show the river flow downstream and it shows kids swimming in it and then it shows kids drinking out of water fountains or whatever the fuck and you're like, oh Jesus Christ and that's the end of the movie. Or like the end of Return to the Living Dead when uh, you know when the, the the chemical goes into the sky and then it rains on the graveyard and you just see people come crawling out of the fucking graves. I mean it's just, we've lived with this sort of thing fucking forever. You know, and and so uh, we don't know where this is going to go. And I recognize where you try to maintain an even keel and be in the middle. But when I think of Amazon and those people, I think of mailmen, postal workers who are delivering your mail. You're still even though we're quarantining ourselves, we're still coming in contact and we still don't have any real idea of what this is. They're working very hard to find out. But we we just don't have the answers we need right now, and that's scary as fuck for all of you, for me, for everybody. The key though is to try to be as as much of on an even keel as you possibly can. But also, you know, like I said, I think to myself, uh you know, I go to these grocery stores to buy stuff and and there are people in masks and and, you know, jostling one another to get a fucking package of goddamn Ritz crackers and all that's fine. But I mean you know, I I watched in the store. I saw people pick up a tomato and it wasn't ripe enough, and they put it down, or someone pick up an avocado and it wasn't ripe enough, and they put it down, or someone pick up a package of spaghetti, a gluten free lentil spaghetti, and then go nah, and they put it back on the shelf. And, I'm, and I mean, the chicken parmesan pot pie I bought looked like someone had used it in a soccer game. I mean, it was beat to shit. It was the last one, but I grabbed it because I was like, fuck this. I'm going to bring this home and it's easy to cook and there's no meat. So what the fuck? I'll get some protein out of this goddamn thing. But I think of the people touching everything. And I think of all of us every single day touching everything, whether we're in our homes or not. You know, you go shopping, go to pump gas, you know, uh, you see people using the debit pad at 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 the grocery line. You know, playing with a credit card and punching in their pin and you're just like, you know, people have been touching that all fucking day, right? You know, I mean, it's it's just, and so I don't know, none of us know what the future holds. Um, but but you're very nice to step up and consider me and think of me and do what you can to help me and it makes me happy. But God damn it, take care of yourselves. Look out for your families. Look out for your kids. Uh, take care of everybody. You know, and and anybody, anybody who needs it, your neighbors, grandparents, aunts, fucking everybody, man, because you don't know what's inside people. You don't know who's worried, who's super worried. Because a lot of people put up a brave front. They try to pretend it's okay. I mean, look, if people are being ignorant assholes, then you can just fucking. Here's the thing. Don't argue. Don't argue with anybody who's like, oh, it's fake or it's a it's the Chinese virus or it came here as a bioweapon. Don't argue with those fucking people. Literally, they're not worth your time or your energy. Turn, turn your back on them like Freddy Krueger and watch them fall apart. And fall out of your life, and they're not something that you need to worry about anymore. Concern yourselves with the people you love. Concern yourselves with the people who uh who engage honestly. And concern yourselves with people who who want to make a difference, man. You know, I there's that famous quote look for the helpers. Well, you know what? Don't just look for the helpers, be a helper. Go check on somebody. Text somebody you haven't heard from. I texted my, uh, my friend Suzanne. Suze. I texted her today and I wrote, I'm ashamed that it's taken me this long. She works in an ER. I said, how are you holding up? And she's like, well, I haven't been in the respiratory part yet. We're trying to, we're portioning people over to certain parts of the hospital, but it's a zoo. It's a madhouse. You know, you, you talk to anybody who works in that environment and they'll tell you it's, it's, you know, it's not good or easy work. It's very difficult. And, and so reach out, you know, to anybody when you're at the supermarket, like I, I, I find the manager, I tell him, hey, look, man, everybody's holding up really well. Everybody's doing a great job. Do whatever you can to show as much kindness as you can to people during this time because we don't know, none of us know. None of us know what's going to happen. There's no reason to get mad or angry. Um, I mean, look, get mad at the right people. You want to get mad at fucking Congress people who are selling stock instead of telling their fucking constituents that this is dangerous, telling them that, that not to the panic and it's a Democratic hoax Then they sell their fucking stuff off. Then yeah, then those people should get the fucking guillotine. And then they come up with their fucking mealy mouth apologies. We're like, well, oh what well, you don't understand is and then fuck you. I do not I don't have to understand a fucking thing. You made two million dollars off this fucking thing. And then you also didn't tell anybody because you told everybody it was a fucking hoax, but you went out and sold your shit. And then that one woman bought fucking telecommuting fucking stocks? What the fuck, man? What is wrong? That's the thing. The these fucking pigs that's what they are they're pigs at a trough and they have seen from the top of the of the fucking food chain on down people get away with grifting and stealing and they were like "Well, why the fuck can't we and it's been going on fucking forever and you see them doing it. so. It's good to get mad at them. So don't get mad at a grocery store worker. Don't get mad at somebody who cuts you off in traffic. Or don't get mad at somebody who took the last fucking bottle of Boo or whatever the fuck. Or is Boo Berry in a bottle now? A box? Get mad at these assholes who are fucking lying to us. And, and and just. But also, you know, fuck mad. Love your family. Love yourself. Be as happy as you fucking can. I. I. I there's so much anger and so much resentment and so much being upset. We just need we just, we to... Just,
1: podcast podcast, podcast.